The following is another Classic Hit Sports presentation. KKPR Sports presents high school wrestling. Today, two of the top teams in the state duel in Kearney as the Bearcats battle the Omaha Scott Skyhawks. High school wrestling is brought to you by Craig Weegis of Pioneer Seeds. Well, we've got a lot of action going on right now at 52. Doty almost pinned himself. Yeah. Getting out the back door and getting the reversal will be Trevor Bigelow. Bigelow just kept moving there. Uh, Doty was leg riding and just got himself in a ton of trouble. Six to one now, 20 seconds left. Carney High opens the 2016 portion of their season against one of the all-time great programs in Nebraska history. Omaha Scott has captured 17 of the Class B state titles in the past 18 years and has five individual ranked number one coming into tonight. It's the Skyhawks and Bearcats coming in next as Central Nebraska's best wrestling coverage continues. But first, the Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Carney High School with KKBR Sports Director Doug Duda right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Kearney High School for a unique wrestling duel on this first Tuesday of 2016. Doug Duda, pleased to be joined by Loper coach Mark Bauer as we get ready for Kearney High and Omaha Scut. Don't start a whole lot of events at 5 o'clock, but it should be fun here this afternoon. Omaha Scut, of course, uh, the biggest dynasty in uh, the last 25 years in Nebraska high school wrestling, winning 17 of the last 18 Class B titles and a program that really hasn't been around much longer than that. For Kearney High, they're always in the top five in Class A and right now are ranked second in Class A. But a duel is a whole different situation. Mon on mon. And Coach Bauer, you know all about this. First, thanks for a uh, Coming up and uh, helping us out with the duel today, our boy Baker under the weather, but I think we stepped up in grade. Hey, That's for you, Larry. It's a pleasure to be here. It really is. And you know what? What a treat this is tonight here in this community to have Omaha Scott come in and compete with Carney High Bearcats. This is exciting. Um, you know, we hope a few more people. I, I know everybody's out eating right now, uh, but you know what? You might have to put that spoon down and get over here as quick as you can because this will be exciting. Like I said, a duel like this, 90 minutes, in and out. It might not take that long. It just depends how the 14 matches go here, and it could be very competitive. And the thing about wrestling is we joke from time to time, and covering it as a live event, Coach, is even we sitting here right now, don't even know you can get the starting five in basketball 20 minutes for the game you know they're going to walk out there that's not the case here and we know scut is down a couple of their number one ranked wrestlers yeah you know there's a little jockeying for position a little bit they you know uh there's an odd even coin flip and the wrestler that's supposed to come out and step on the mat is supposed to, is, going, is the individual they're sending out that will compete and sometimes they hold their guy back and wait to see who they send out there and so they're you know they they've kind of probably done their they've both teams probably have a game plan, and they're probably going to stick with it. And we'll see. You know, again, it depends on who they put out on the mat and see. We'll see how competitive this is going to be. Well, give me your thoughts here early on as we're on the New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll look at uh, some of the wrestlers that are scheduled to take the mat right here. But missing for Omaha Scut is 145-pounder Bailey Vanderpool, uh, who was taken off of the Husker mat rankings last week. And, of course, B and, or last night, B and C were rated 
right after uh, the team headed to Reno. And for Carney High, uh, they have not wrestled since the uh, Heartland uh, Event Center and the fracas. Also missing is 120-pounder Corbin Mink. So those are two kids that you would figure are six points positively and closer to 12 for Omaha yeah, Scott. That could easily be a 12-point swing in, the, in this competition. You know, uh, again, when you're missing some key components to your dual lineup, you know, momentum is huge in these in these duels. You know, you get off to the you know a quick start, win your first three matches. You never know how that's going to affect that middle of the lineup. So, you know, they're going to want to get out and get after it right away. Missing some com- key components, you know, guys for their program could could cause some issues in terms of momentum. So it'll be interesting to see how they react to it. Marco, would there be a difference from Carney having this long layoff the first time the kids got to get back to weight compared to going to Reno? And we talked with Coach Chaz DeVetter on the Doug and Daddy Show today classifying that as one of the top five high school meets in the country. How tough was it? They had four medalists and one kid in the final. That's Omaha Scott, a team that has done well at the Clash and wherever they have traveled. So uh, what about being prepared for tonight's duel? You know, as far as the layoff go, they have a moratorium, just like, you know, Division II NCAA, we have a moratorium where they have to sit out six days. They cannot be in the building. They cannot be with the coaches. You know, a lot of times it's nice to have a weigh-in under your belt before you get to your first competition. You know, this last weekend we just got back from Fremont. Most of our starters, they got one, they weighed in, they got one match, maybe two if they were lucky. Uh, it depended on how we felt about where they were at. But really, the, you know, not having a weigh-in, you know, hopefully Coach Swarm has prepared these guys over the last week. You know, I'm sure they probably did some two-a-days to get, get an edge back on their conditioning again. But you know what? We're in their house and that makes it tough. They're missing a couple guys in their lineup. That could make it tough for Scott as well. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, I, I had that feeling that a lot of people across the state are pegging this as Scott's duel to win today as the, not heavy favorite, but the favorite. Now, about five minutes before we start, it changes. We are getting ready to uh, run down the uh, starters, the wrestlers that will go. They will start at 106. We're two defending finalists had the opportunity to wrestle, but Mink is out. So we'll take a look at those when we come back. Omaha Scott Carney Duel here on Classic Hits. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. Together we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great-tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences, fun and innovative new meal options, and, of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Carney. Scott Skyhawks. 
Let's take a look at the wrestlers slated to go today. Brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney at 106. Salvador Aguirre for Kearney High and Tom Bossert for Omaha Scott. For 113, Philip Mumi, Kearney against Van Schmidt, who finishes a state runner-up last year for Omaha Scott. Jordan Bober will go for Kearney at 120, and Stone Mendez will step in for Omaha Scott. At 126, Gabe Crocker of Kearney against Jeff Hines of the Sky Hines of the Skyhawks. Nick James will go for Kearney at 132 against Jason Stoltenberg of Scott. Ashton Arents for Kearney at 138. Jared Epperson for Scott at 145. Parker James for Kearney High against Hazen Wilson of Omaha Scott. At 152, Trevor Bigelow of Kearney and Billy Higgins of Scott. Trey Gruby will wrestle for Kearney at 160 against Alex Van Dyke. At 170, Kearney will send Tyler Tracy against Kurt Randall, state rated obviously from Omaha Scott. Then we get to the upper weights at 182, Leo Paloma of Kearney, and he'll take on Danny Thompson of Scott. Andy Mason of Kearney at 195 against top-ranked Brendan Wheeler of Scott. At 220, the Bearcats will go with Sean Jackson, the Skyhawks with Ben Altman, and at heavyweight, Lee Harrington for Kearney against Trent Hickson of Omaha Scott. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll be back to get our duel underway right after this. If you're a grower looking for big yields, start with Pioneer brand Y-Series soybeans. And don't forget to ask your Pioneer sales professional about the Pioneer premium seed treatment options that can help your soybeans stand up to the toughest growing conditions. Why go anywhere else for your entire soybean seed needs? To learn more about seed treatment options for your farm, contact Craig Weegis, local Pioneer sales representative today. Pioneer, science with service, delivering success. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. The B-Strong carries over to the wrestling duel tonight. It has continued to be outstanding. Carney High wrestlers, coaches all wearing the B-Strong t-shirts here today. Well, we have been informed that 106 is where they will start and uh, may have a couple of interesting matches right out of the gate. Doug Duda and Mark Bauer with me today for uh, the duel. And, Coach, uh, what do you look for when you send them out right away, and is it different sending out a 06 to a 170? You know, the first guy that steps out on the mat is really the spark plug for the team. And, uh, you know, it's one of the things we coach our guys. You know, it doesn't matter where you start in that lineup. you got to go out and you got to energize this team. You know, being here in front of a home crowd obviously gives you a little bit more boost. Uh, you got a, a big big section of students over there are going to cheer you on but I tell you what you got to get out and you got to try to set that tone early you want to wrestle smart be confident out there but it really is what sets the tone for the rest of the duel a lot of times I, you know well, while you're talking there and giving me your intelligence is this the first time I've done a broadcast with a national championship coach yeah, you know, we've talked numerous great. times I, but <laughs> the actual broadcast this is wonderful. I've never done this before, actually, so I appreciate you inviting me over. Hey, you like talking. I like I talking. We'll be okay. Awesome. While we wait here for the first match, uh, a little plug. You guys are heading out to the Cliff Keen Duels. You 
Uh, the rankings didn't change in the top five yesterday. You remain number three. Uh, you don't know the whole bracket, but just quick thoughts as you depart tomorrow. You know, we're about three weeks out from being full force. We've got about four guys out of the lineup. A couple of them we're going to send over to Hastings this weekend just to pick up a couple of matches. You know, it, it, this is not the highlight of our season. We're, we're focused on the end of the year. Um, you know, for us, we just want to go out and perform well and knock on wood, stay away from injuries um, because we got to get to that point. The first part of February, we've got to be clicking and being ready to go. We are going to be the three seed, which basically means we're going to have the sixth seed in the quarterfinals. If you win your first two, you're in the top four no matter what. You don't fall to the backside if you lose in the semis. So we're wanting to do well. We're wanting you guys to go and compete well, and we're looking forward to going and performing well. All right, it's going on this weekend. We're ready to go here with our first match at 106 pounds. And for Carney High, they will be sending out Salvador Aguirre taking on Tom Bossard. Now, Aguirre is state-rated fifth in Class A. And in uh, Class B, you are putting in Tom Bossert, who is unrated, and Aguirre takes an early single-leg shot here and gets the takedown. Yeah, he started with a statement right there, just nice double leg, lifted him right and took him right to his head, if you saw that. So, you know, I, I tell you what, I've got an opportunity to watch Salvador wrestle, and he's, he stays at it. He's not a kid that's going to back down. He's actually a pinner. Uh, you know, he's wrestled in several of our tournaments, been at our camps, and this young man could start this, uh, this off easily with a pin here. I don't know much about Tom Bossert, but I tell you what, he's probably not going to want to let his team down either, so he's going to get after it too. That would be big points if he can come out and again on a takedown. It's 4-1 to one and letting him up, so Aguirre is just going takedown escape right now, and it's 4-2. to two. We are just 45 seconds into the first period, so Aguirre feeling good here early. Yeah, he's starting off with a lot of confidence here. Two double legs, really nice, nice lifts. We call that getting strong with a guy, Get, you know, lifting strong and uh, finishing hard. So it really kind of takes the sails out of their wind early on. Some of the wrestlers we talk about, and for those that are novice wrestling fans, this will be information. For those that live and breathe it every day, this will be something that you obviously know wrestle on their feet. Salvador's looking for that big five-point move, take him to his back and get the pin. He doesn't want to wrestle on the mat. He wants to wrestle on his feet. Yeah, you know, that's been a big change in, in college wrestling this year. We actually have a four-point near fall, man. You take him to their back off a takedown, you're up six to nothing. It, again, up 5-0 is really huge, but again, off to a good start here. We have 30 seconds remaining in the first period. Aguirre remains up 4-2, to two, but Bossert tries to make a little shot there, but it's fought off at Aguirre. They'll come back to the neutral position with 15 seconds to go in the first. Yeah. Salvador needs to keep his movement going here. He's kind of slowed, slowed the pace down a little bit. You don't want to be complacent here. And again, you never know. Coming off of a break, you know, how much weight did he pull to get back down to weight? You know, how, what his conditioning's like. He's in on another nice double. Doesn't quite have that oomph he had when he first started off. So good first period, though. First period over. Aguirre of Carney 4, Bossert of Scott 2. And again, remember, our matches are here on KKPR-FM. Carney Hastings, Grand Island. Grand Island duels Scott at the beginning of February. And you can hear us online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. So I know some of the folks may be wanting to hear us in Omaha. You can do that at PlatteRiverPreps.com, our internet streaming. Brought to you by the University of Nebraska Kearney. We are the Difference Makers. Schedule a campus visit today. That's the University of Nebraska Kearney where we still have college wrestling. Oh, wait a minute. That's not, that's not part of the plug, but there you go. So to start the second period, Bossert will be on bottom. Comes to his feet quickly here, and he'll get the escape 4-3, Aguirre. Yeah, he's still in this thing. I tell you what, it's a 4-3 match right now, and, you know, a takedown here puts him ahead, puts Bossert ahead. So he needs to really have a good setup here and a quick finish. And, you know, uh, again, Salvador here, he's kind of really shut down. He had a couple takedowns in the first 20 seconds. 
in on another double, but he's not quite able to finish there on the edge of the mat. Makes it tougher to finish. And Scott now trying to stay in bounds and work those hips around here with Bossert trying to get a takedown, but Aguirre's off the mat, so they will restart here. A minute 14 to go in the second period. Aguirre's up 4-3 to three after dominating the first minute of the match. And, uh, Mark, sometimes you get into a situation where you see the same kid over and over and over, and maybe they see each other in the summer, but there is no place that Scott and Carney no. have come across each other ever. Yeah. yeah, they shouldn't see each other at all. Um, yeah, I tell you what, Bossert's doing a nice job of keeping himself in this match. He's staying active. You know, you want to keep that pressure on somebody because, you know, if, if he's not active and not pressing forward, he could get called for stalling, and I think that's what Bossert's trying to do here, just keep the pressure on Salvador right now. That's why when you look at Scott. Uh, records out there, and this is according to our uh, records here, maybe the first varsity match, and we'll check that out at 106 this year for Bossert, but they're traveling outside the state. That's why when you get an undefeated scut wrestler at the state tournament, you know that they're extra special. Yeah, You know, to have that national level experience is really very, it, it builds their confidence a lot, and to go out of state, especially during the season, to get some high-level competition is so important. And I tell you what, Bostic's really keeping the pressure on Salvador here. He's got to have. He's going to have to turn things up here a little bit. Yeah, Tom Bostic, the sophomore for Omaha Scud against Aguirre, the junior, has been way more aggressive here the last minute, and he's quickly off the whistle in on a single leg again with 15 seconds to go here in the second period. Aguirre maintains a 4-3 lead, but he got those four points in the first 45 seconds of the match. Yeah, I tell you what, Coach DeVetter's doing everything he can to get him fired up. He's out of position right now. Bostic got bellied out. But it looks like time to run out here on him. So Aguirre does not score in the second period, but maintains a 4-3 lead, and Aguirre will get choice and take bottom here in the third period. You know, this is kind of a tough situation, you know, you're looking at with Bossard here. They don't have riding time in high school, so, you know, do you cut him and give yourself as much opportunity on your feet as you can, or do you work to turn? So it'll be interesting. This is the first time Bossard's been on top, and uh, we'll see how good of a rider he is. Maybe he might get a quick little turn and, and get a couple near fall and that would be huge for him. So 4-3 Aguirre, the start of the Carney High Omaha Scut match here on Classic Hits. Doug Duda, Mark Bauer, good crowd on hand but we invite you to come up and join us. A unique rare event. I mean it doesn't matter what the sport is. One versus two. Class A number two Carney, Class B number one Scut and Aguirre on bottom has been warm for stalling here in the start of the third period. That's not good. Another stall and we are tied up. Aguirre You've got to think Mark is just simply a little bit out of gas already, but he does strip the hands, come to his feet, gets the escape. We're up 5-3 with a minute and a half to go. Yeah, I tell you what, right there is where the home crowd really helps out. You know, he's got his head on the mat. He gets the stall call. All of a sudden, he starts getting loud in here, gets him pumped up, gets him to his feet, and automatically Bostert just cuts him and gives him that point. But now Bostert's got to stay on him again. There's a stalling point here, you know, uh, available. If he can get another stall call, a takedown would put him ahead. So he's got he's to stay sharp here. If Aguirre is a little, well, there he gets the takedown. Able to work him high and then step across and get the takedown. So that should be enough to do it with a minute to go, 7-3. to three, And Bossert may have used his energy in the second and early third period. I kind of thought maybe Aguirre would the unofficial stall out you you can learn those techniques as well but now up seven three you know at the end of that first period when he got in on that single leg and sat there and held up for 30 seconds underneath of him really took the wind out of his sails a little bit because really he didn't do much on top and and that right there he was just bellied out and and just let a gary aguire walk right around behind him and our referee mr walton now gives a stall call 
to the bottom and Omaha's gotten something else you got to remember here is now Aguirre would like to get bonus points if he could turn him and get this to 11 to 3 you get those extra team points but it doesn't look like that's going to be what happens as off the bat they'll go with 14 seconds to go yeah there's not a lot of change that's going to happen here in the next little bit uh, you know you want to be smart here again you don't want to go for something either guy boss or or, or Aguirre and, and do something that's going to cost him more points so Carney High Looking to win the first match here. Then it'll be Philip Moomy against state placer Van Schmidt, the runner-up at 106. Now, Moomy, outstanding young wrestler, but he'll definitely have his hands full here. You know, I'm excited to see this match. Philip Moomy this summer was a, a cadet USA folk-style All-American and a really good young talent. But I tell you what, Van Schmidt brings a lot to the mat. He's an exciting kid to watch, and uh, I've watched him several times compete. He gets after it. Well, the first match comes to an end with a little flurry at the end. An escape by Bosser to Aguirre took him right down to the score. Carney, Salvador, Aguirre, 9. Scuts, Tom Bosser, 4. So Carney high, now up 3 to nothing again. If you're just the novice wrestling fan or need to be re-acclimated to the rules, if you win a decision by 7 points or less, you get 3 points for your team. A major decision is 4 points. That's an 8 to 14 point win. If you win by tech fall, which means 15 to nothing, 16 to 1, you get 5 points. If you win by a forfeit or a pin, which is the big one, you get 6, and I don't expect to see any forfeits here. Yeah. I think both these programs are, are full in their room, so they probably aren't going to get too many forfeits. So we've got Philip Moomy now for Carney High going against Van Schmidt from Omaha Scott, as we said. Schmidt, a uh, wrestler that was a state runner-up last year. And if you're watching track wrestling, we now can tell that none of the official varsity records have been put in here by Scott. Moomy in on a nice low single, uh, lost head position here. He, his head shot all the way through, and so now we're in a scramble situation. I tell you what, great straight leg defense here by by uh, that young man, Van Schmidt. Uh, but Moomy's continuing to build up. He's got him in a real vulnerable position here with his leg up to see if he can finish this. Moomy trying to keep him on the mat. Does he get the takedown? Yes, he does. I mean, he'll get him out of the takedown. Now, Van Schmidt bailed out on that. You know, that's a really tough position to be in. Uh, most of the time you're looking at either diving under or trying to get control of the wrist and just continue to battle that position. But Moomy finished real nice there on the edge of the mat, and they come back to the center. So 2 to nothing, Moomy with the lead. A minute to go here in the opening period at 113 pounds as we bring you the Omaha Scut Carney High Duel here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Well, Moomy's a leg rider here, and he's already throwing a leg in and starting to work to break break Van Schmidt down. This is a tough position to get in. Once you, once those legs go in, they're hard to get out. And uh, I tell you what, who knows what's going to happen here. He's got to get him flat here, and he's got to get him broke down. You don't want to stay high like that because Van Schmidt can come out the back. But I tell you what, Van Schmidt's fighting down there. He's not going to give up. And we've got a stalemate, so a restart. Moomy, the freshman, came out and impressed in the Carney High invite, which we had to uh, start this season almost exactly a month ago. And Moomy is ranked sixth in Class A at 113 pounds. And as we said, Van Schmidt is number one for Scott as a a sophomore at 113 after making the state finals as a runner-up last year. Yeah, not a lot of action going on here. Moomy's just throwing the legs in. He's going to have to be careful. He's got to keep working for the turn. The official, Doug Walton, is watching him for that turn because if he doesn't start working for a turn, he's going to get called for stalling on top. Short time here, about four seconds left. I don't think anything's going to change. 
So two to nothing in favor of Philip Mooney of Kearney High over Van Schmidt of Omaha Scud and Mark Bauer are helping me out. Doug Duda taking care of the broadcast today. This would be one I think you have to obviously pencil that goes Scott's way. And again, it's four minutes to go here, but a good start here for Carney could really help you in this team race. Yeah, you know, you've got a, a returning state finals here against a, a freshman, but I tell you what, both these men, young, again, very seasoned wrestlers. They've been wrestling nationally since probably before they could walk. Um, so they've got a lot of experience. They know what they're doing out there. Well, they've decided to start the second period both up, and so they are on their feet again after the takedown midway through the first period by Mumi of Carney. He's up 2-0 in both strong 113-pounders. Van Schmidt in on an underhook, and Mumi's keeping really good head position, not allowing Van Horn to isolate one side of his body. He's doing a good job keeping the pressure on, backing backing him up and keeping him on his heels. And so I tell you what, he's got to stay after it or he's going to get called for stalling. That Mumi's got to stay after it. Well, again, Van Schmidt quickly back to the center. Mumi working on his headgear, trying to catch his breath, trying to get settled here. Yeah, it's funny how the, you know, gear has an issue every once in a while they got to <laughs> fix. Got to take a couple deep breaths. There's a lot of ways to take the time out. <laughs> some do that, some lay on the mat, some have a packet of ketchup and then all of a sudden they got blood somewhere you never know what's going on my cl the classic is the start oh in on a nice shot that's a far far sweeping single with an arm and kept the arm and now he's got a ball and chain hooked up between his legs this is a tough position to be in for Mumi. yeah van schmidt getting the takedown and we've got blood yep so there you go setting in a good spot and Mumi now has blood and so they will restart yeah, there's a lot of action in this one so far. This is an exciting, exciting match. I hope it goes the entire six minutes this way. Well, let's take a break while they take care of the blood. You're listening to High School Wrestling, Carney High, Omaha Scud on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Doug Duda, Loper coach Mark Bauer from the Kearney High Gymnasium, a unique duel this first Tuesday of 2016, and out of the restart at escape here for Philip Mooney. And he now leads it 3-2 over Van Schmidt of Scott with 50 seconds to go in the period. But look at that. Nice little short sit to get out, get it on an escape. But then, uh, tell you what, Van Schmidt right back in on the same exact move. Released the arm this time, stayed with the single, came up strong and finished quickly. So a nice takedown there. Now escape from Mumi. It's 4-4. Four four. We're all tied up again. Now Mumi's going to have to do a little bit better job on his feet here after being taken down very aggressively twice here in this period. Both young men have shot the same shots. Uh, Mumi continues to shoot low singles, but, and uh, Van Schmidt keeps hitting these sweep singles. So both of them know what each other's doing. It's a matter of can they adjust and shut each other down now. And it's hard to tell, as you said, just because it says freshman and sophomore by their name, that just means high school. I mean, the hundreds of matches they have in, it's hard to yeah. tell who has the advantage. But right now, Van Schmidt just seems to have a little more gas in the tank. He really does, and he's pressuring Mumi. You can see Mumi's back is to the line. Look, at he's backing up and getting a restart now. He's a little tired, and, and again, Van Schmidt continues to maintain inside position and keep pushing. 
And that'll be the end of the period. We're tied 4-4. And since Schmidt chose neutral to start the second, Mumi is going to take bottom here in the third, which is smart. He's been able to get up twice, so he'll try and get a 5-4 lead. But he's got to be a little careful on his shots he's taking here, Mark. He's lunging more than he's taking a good he, shot. He is. He's got to get his hips underneath him and penetrate through. And, and he did that on his first shot, and he hasn't done that since. So, you know, an escape here puts him up one. Uh, another takedown ties this thing back up again. So it's going to be interesting to see how this ends up. Well, this time as Mubi tries to come to his feet, maybe get a switch here. Van Schmidt trying to grasp that. Left leg, can he get a reversal out of this? You know, no, he's in a position right now where yeah, Van Schmidt has to move up on that or he's going to get called for stalling. He does come up, but now you've got Mumi up on his feet and gets his escape. So Mumi's up by one here with about a minute 30 left to go. This is exciting. So it is 5-4 Mumi. Minute 25 to go. Van Schmidt quickly in on the single again. They roll out the mat and no points. In on the same exact shot. Goes out of bounds this time. I tell you what, that's a huge break for Mumi. But Van Horn, look at or Van Schmidt. He's back up on his feet and he's back in there again. He's ready to go. Five four Mumi. No stalls yet. A minute fifteen to go in the match. Mumi by one. Carney won the first match with Aguirre. And to the fans, it looked like maybe Mumi was in on a shot there, but Van Schmidt could easily counter. He's down on the ankle. He got a nice sweep single. He's down on the ankle. He's picked it up. He's getting strong with it. Looking to try to finish here. Again, I think uh, fatigue's a factor here a little bit. Movie. Now Van Schmidt, or Van, yeah, Van Schmidt's now created a scramble going back down to his ankles. A little spaghetti wrestling there. Got a stalemate. Oh, blood. Blood again. Blood again here. Mumi not even aware of it, but we've got another stoppage here with about a minute to go in the match. Mumi of Carney, five. Van Schmidt of Scott, four. Our next match will be Jordan Bober against Stone Mendez. And uh, as you said, Mendez uh, spent quite a bit of time here in Kearney. He will fill in for Corbin Mink, who is not able to make the uh, weight today or whatever the case is. Uh, we don't delve too much into that, but uh, Mink not able to wrestle today. Yeah, I tell you what, Stone Mendez grew up here in Kearney, and I, I think he moved to uh, Omaha maybe when he was in eighth grade. Uh, his mom taught here in the Kearney Public School System. His dad was ROTC in the Ar Army National Guard. And so they're, they're long-term Kearneyites. And uh, it's nice to see him back here, and it's great to see Stone being able to get the opportunity to go out and compete. 48 seconds, and I don't think we're overstating that this 48 seconds has a chance to determine the duel. It really does. I tell you what, uh, one of the things Van Schmidt did great that last scramble was he actually created something and, and got that stalemate to get out of that position. And so he's really stepping up to the challenge here. But I tell you what, both young men still active, still pushing. They're they're wanting this. This win, this this is this match is big. 48 seconds. The official time left. Movies up 5-4. They're neutral on the restart against the defending state runner-up in Van Schmidt of Omaha, Scott. Mumi's given up inside position quite a bit. Oh, he's in on a nice little knee pull there. Scramble position again. His head is all the way through the backside. Stepping over the top. This is going to be interesting to see where this comes out. 25 seconds to go. Either wrestler could score here. Now Mumi's in some trouble, and he's going to get turned to his back. There was a count there. We still haven't even seen the takedown, but Walton stroked, and they're out of bounds. Yep. Went down to his hip. Gave him the two. I don't know that there's any near fall here, and that's what the coaches are all excited about over here for Scott. Coach DeVetter quickly over to the bench. They do award the two takedowns, so it's currently 6-5. Scott with 15 seconds to go, but Mumi has showed the ability to come off the bottom quickly 
in an escape scenario. He needs an escape to tie it. With 15 seconds to go, they will not award near-fall points. I saw one stroke. I did not see two. Yep, he got the one stroke. Uh, Doug Walton said that he just rolled through. Here we go. Van Schmidt trying to just scissor the legs in and ride it out. Ten seconds. Mooney trying to come to his speed. He's going to have to come out the back door. This is good strategy by Van Schmidt, and he's going to ride him out, and Omaha Scott's going to win it 6-5. to five. Yeah, that was smart at the end there. Mooney stands straight up in a tripod. Van Schmidt throws the legs in and just holds on for the win. Very smartly wrestled there at the end. He kind of learned what Mooney had done the first couple times he got the escape and was able to counter it there. But nice move, as you said, in the scramble because the initial shot that a led that led to Schmidt scoring was taken, and it was a good one by Mumi. It was. I tell you what, he got in a little knee pull and just pulled his body in. But Mumi set, or Schmidt set right into him and bunched him up, got his head close to his knee and cradled him up, and that's how he ended up getting that score there. So, Carney wins one. Scott wins one. It's 3-3 with 12 weight classes to go. Scott and Carney here on Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. And now as they take a look at who will be coming out here, we may have a change. Nope, they will stay with those wrestlers. So it'll be Jordan Bober of Carney and Stone Mendez of Omaha Scut getting ready to go here. And this is one Carney will need, and Bober will be the favorite here. He's ranked sixth at 120 pounds in Class A, and Mendez just moving into the varsity lineup in place of Corbin May. Yeah, I tell you, again, watching Stone over the years, he's got a lot of national level experience. But, you know, this is a tough, tough one here for him, stepping in the lineup, taking on a senior, a veteran wrestler. Even though Stone is a sophomore, you know, this is still a big challenge for him. This is going to be a good match, though. Reminder, we're also online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. We'll have photos of tonight's duel up uh, in the next couple of days as well. They're free for you to look at, download, uh, use as you want to in the scrapbook or however you want to use them. Put them on your own web page as a backdrop. In on an ankle pick right there is going to be Bober, and he's going to get the takedown. He was looking for more there. He's looking for a cradle on that takedown. Kind of switched off a little soon, but now he's going to have to ride him and see if he can work for a turn here. Got a nice little ankle pick, switched off to a double. It was a nice takedown. Stone, good hips. He comes out the backside on a little Peterson roll there and gets his escape right away. So it's 2-1, to one, halfway, midway through the first period. Carney with the lead. Gabe Crocker, Jeff Hines will be coming up next. Again, you got to figure that uh, Carney needs to do some scoring early on here. Uh, Coach DeVetter didn't think that this would be taken care of in the upper weights, but Kurt Randall at 170, Brendan Wheeler at 195, second and first. I mean, they're going to be favored in those. Carney has no one rated above 152 pounds. They've got some kids, but uh, a lot of their big boys uh, moved on. Their state qualifiers last year yeah. moved on, graduated. It's kind of a little bit of an Achilles heel for them this year, not having the big guys. And, I, you know, again, those young men that are going out against those guys that are ranked, they just got to go out there and understand their purpose. You know, they got to go out and compete hard, try not to give up any bonus points because that's what's going to separate this duel if there's some big bonus points. Got some alum walking around, whether it's Carney High or UNK. There's Von Alavai, Kuchera. I mean, we could start picking at you. Know, you already got Hagen down there and Swarm coaching. So good crowd on hand. And the first period is going to come to an end with a little flurry with both on the mat, but no points. And Bober will have a 2-1 lead over Mendez after the first period. You know, I think one of the things that you can tell just by looking at these two young men, one's a senior, one's a sophomore, you can tell the muscular development of Bober compared to Stone, and that's, that's a real big factor in this match right now. They're both keeping good position on their feet, heads down, good, solid position, but 
it's going to be uh, interesting to see, you know, how that affects the rest of this match. Obviously, uh, we got a lot of wrestling left here to do, so we'll see how that conditioning ends up, too. Well, we went ahead and started at 106 today, and Carney Salvador Aguirre, a 9-4 win over Scott's Tom Bossert, and then Van Schmidt rallied for Scott, a 6-5 victory over to uh, get the win at 113, so we're tied 3-3. Bobert at the second period, and slides out of there immediately he's up 3-1 yeah he didn't have much problem getting out of there again you can kind of see strength was a factor there he just stood straight up and just walked right out you can see how these guys are keeping low and keeping real good head position your number one line of defense is your head a lot of people think it's your hands because you put your hands out in front of your face but actually you want to block with your head first and then use your hands and uh, that's why they keep their heads nice and low why you guys are goofy sometimes. Yeah, you know, you it, not, in the, it knocks you in the head a little bit. We always tell those guys <laughs> after matches when their face is all beat up that they were uh, keeping in good position. So we can tell when they have and when they haven't. Off the mat again, and they'll center it again. Restart. Minute 15 to go in the second period. Bober of Carney's up 3-1. to one. And at what point, Mark, can you, because let's face it, we've all been there. If you can't hit the baseball, sometimes the coach tells you, don't swing till you have a strike. Sometimes you'll send a wrestler out there and go, don't get in bad position. Don't give up the six. Don't give up the pin. Wrestle as defensively as you can. How do you how do you know that when you're the? I mean, sometimes you know that when you're the yeah. opponent. You know, number one, you gotta you gotta coach that way before this meet. You don't want to go up to a kid right before he oh, goes yeah. out and go, "Hey, uh, remember, we don't want you to get pinned," because then it just puts so much more uh, anxiety in that kid's head and puts a lot of pressure on him. You know, one of the things I'm seeing right now, and this is very indicative of the first match. You know, Bober came out, took a shot, took him down, and he's really kind of shut it down a little bit. He's trying to protect the lead, and and again, this is a this is a duel. You don't want to protect the lead. You need bonus points for your guy. And as easy as as uh, Bober went out and got that first takedown. He needs to keep after it and keep his shots going. Stone is staying in there, and uh, he continues to be active, so it's good, you know, good, good on his part. Bober in on a shot, but just kind of stopped. Yeah. Mendez didn't really move, but he just kind of stopped there. And <laughs> again, just again, if you're handicapping this, if Scott wins seven and Carney wins seven, it's not going to be good for Carney, you wouldn't think. No, no. They, they've got to keep active here and keep after it, and they continue to shut down here a little bit in these later periods. So it's going to be up to... Mendez to get choice in the third period as the second period comes to an end. Bober of Carney three. Mendez of Scott one. Sometimes you also like to wrestle defensively as the better wrestler. Wait for the other get to make his move and then counter. Maybe you're better as exactly. a counter wrestler. Shot reshot. You know, we teach and work with our guys all the time on this. You know, I think Coach Swarm, this is a time in a match where it gets a little scary for a coach. You know, you got a senior here that you expect to go out and perform at a high level. And we got a 3 1 match escape here. It's 3 2. And uh, possible reversal here. Uh, just misses it. But I tell you what, he's got he's to really pour it on and start turning it up. I see Coach Swarm over there pointing his finger like, you know, get after it. Mendez takes bottom as expected, came to his feet, and Bober had to take a, he took him off the mat and had to be careful not to bring him back too strong. And now basically at the restart position with a minute 30 to go in the match. You know, the top guy is not just there to ride, and that's what's happening right now. Again, you got to start working for a turn, and, Bober's going to have to be careful a little bit, or he's going to get called for stalling. you got about five seconds for Kern. There, there, there's the escape. Mendez gets the escape with a minute 20 left here. So we got a lot of wrestling left here. And that was kind of that don't get give up two, give up one spot right there. If you give up the escape, it's better than giving up the reversal. And we have a minute 20 to go, as Coach said. And Carney up three to two here in our third match. Bober needing the win here for Carney. 
Yeah, he's, again, he's kind of shut things down. He's really playing it safe here, and that's not what you want to do. You want to start setting. You can just see he's not moving. He's not moving his hands. He's not moving his feet. He's just standing there waiting for Stone to make a mistake. And uh, sometimes that can be a mistake, waiting too long. If you wait too long and Stone makes a move or your opponent makes a move, you may not have time to counter it up. 45 seconds to go. But again, a 3-2 wins better than a 4-3 loss. That's six points in the team race. That's exactly right. You don't want a big swing right now. You know, I think the thing has probably got Bober the most confident is that Stone has not gotten in on any shot. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm Bober right now, I'm thinking, you know, this kid hasn't even touched my legs yet. So Stone's going to have to set something up, have a good setup, and get in on his legs to have any chance here. Yeah, and the Scott coaches aren't telling him to go, 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 attack, attack, attack. 20 seconds to go, and unless something weird happens, it's going to end 3-2. to two. I think Scott's going to be happy with this, although almost a roll through there out of bounds. You explain, Coach Bauer. Nice throw. I tell you what, Stone did not give up any position there and threw Bober out of bounds in a headlock, did not hold on to the head, and he rolled through. And so that's why the excitement took place here because they were wanting some type of a call, but there was no control there whatsoever. It went completely out of bounds. That's a good call by Doug Walton there. And Bober senses a little blood. They'll go clean that off, but he is done. Yeah. I mean, Bober is gassed. He's tired. He's got both hands on his knees. He's exhausted. And I, there can't be much time left here because I think we're right yeah. around 15 seconds. I don't know what the time is here for sure, but he's going to have to make a big mistake to lose this match. Well, and after today, Carney High will travel to Lincoln North Star uh, this weekend for Friday action. It's actually a Friday tournament that they'll be going to Lincoln North Star. And uh, coming up in a couple of weeks here, they'll be at your Midwest Duels out at the Buffalo County Fairgrounds. Yep, and you know, uh, we actually, next Thursday, we they duel Link, uh, Columbus here, and we're going to duel UCO here side-by-side side with them. And I, I tell you what, we're excited about that matchup. On a restart, 10 seconds to go. Bober trying to hold on to the 3-2 lead. Double underhook here for Mendez. Close to a switch takedown. Time runs out. Time runs out. Wow, what a... a what a bunch of flurry there. That was exciting, I tell you what. But Bober comes out, he's bleeding all over the place, but he picks up the win for Carney. And so Bober will hold on for the 3-2 victory, and maybe some of that blood came from the match, maybe it came from cutting weight. But 3-2 is going to be the win for Jordan Bober of Carney over Stone Mendez of Scott, and Carney now leads the duel 6-3 through three matches. We'll take a break and be back with Gabe Crocker and Jeff Hines right after this on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the Dent Popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. A custom fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the Dent Popper. North of the Railroad, 1st Avenue, on the Bricks, downtown Connie. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. With our producer engineer, Caleb Henry, and UNK wrestling coach, Mark Bauer, Doug Duda back with you here at Kearney High School for the Kearney High Omaha Scut Duel. 
and we're glad you're along with us as we get ready for the 126-pound match. Carney High will send out Gabe Crocker, and Omaha Scott scheduled to send out Jeff Hines, but it took him a moment to get the kids out there, so we'll see. That is who is out there. This isn't like every other sport. <laughs> they don't have a number, but we're ready to go. Carney has won two of the first three duels all by decisions, uh, so they're up 6-3 to three with some of the big hitters still to come for uh, Omaha Scott, but Jeff Hines is one of those big hitters. He's the number one ranked wrestler at 126 pounds in Class B. So he's looking to get not only a win, but some big points here for the Skyhawks. Yeah, I'm not real familiar with this young man, but he's coming out and aggress- a little bit more aggressive than Crocker, trying to get underhooks, trying to set up some good position. They're just in a uh, collar-type position here. It's obviously, this young man likes some upper body. He's forcing underhooks quite a bit, but Gabe's doing a nice job of keeping head position to try to keep him out of, out of scoring position. Hines, the junior. Crocker, a senior here for the Carney Bearcats. Working a lot here in the center circle. And Hines really trying to overpower Crocker in on a single, but doesn't have much left of that. Now he's trying to hold on to the ankle, Mark. In on a real nice position here. You know, uh, Hines is really doing a nice job to try to fight this. Again, the head popped all the way through, and that makes a, makes a scramble situation here. Um, Hines is not in good position right now, but Crocker's got to keep moving or they're going to call a stalemate here. So it's going to... We'll have to see what unfolds here. Hines is on his head here, and Crocker on his knees trying to adjust the feet to turn him. Looking at his coaches, both coaches are screaming as what their kids should do here, technique-wise. And it's a strange little situation. This may just stay this way, and finally the stalemate with 15, 17 seconds to go in the first period, scoreless. Crocker had a nice little setup there. He popped him in the head, got his head to react, come up, took a little shot, got in. Again, popped his head all the way through, and it just creates scramble situation, scramble after scramble after scramble, and it's not a real good position to be in. But, but one good thing, one bright side is that he got in on a shot. Hines charges off the whistle, but uh, Crocker's able to maintain here, and we are going to go to the end of the first period at 126 pounds, scoreless between Gabe Crocker of Kearney High and Jeff Hines of Omaha Scut. And Omaha Scut will get choice here, take bottom with Hines to start the second period. Well, neither one of them has shown us a lot, but uh, something's going to have to happen this period. Uh, Hines starts down to start this second period. Hines looks like he'll be ready to fire off the whistle here off bottom and get a quick lead. Of course, he might also be looking for more than just one here, and that's exactly what uh, Crocker has to work with. On top here, important second period for Gabe Crocker. Hines hooking the elbow there and trying to get some hip separation a little bit. Oh, Peterson, Granby roll. Should get the reversal here, and he does. Uh, Actually... Crocker's pretty lucky there. He didn't get held for some near fall. Did a nice job of rolling out, not giving up big points. So Crocker now flattens out, tries to gain control of his hands back here as Hines goes to work up 2 to nothing, 30 seconds into the second period. Tough position to be in here. He's got a wing on that right side. He's controlling far wrist. There he got it out, but now legs are in, so we're <laughs> working the whole other end of the body here. Yeah, if, if you're trying to get out, if you're Working defense, all of a sudden, oh, yeah, and then you feel, uh-oh. And that's obviously what the whole sport of wrestling is about, switching, moving, getting the most advantageous position here. A minute gone into the second period, 2 nothing. 
Scott with the lead here at 126. Hines over Crocker. Crocker's doing everything not to get turned here. Hines is really riding the hips tough. I thought Crocker and Hines were supposed to get along together. Aren't they the same company? I don't know. <laughs> Two nothing. Hines with the lead. It's going to make us hungry now. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm already hungry. Quit it. You're listening to the Scott Carney Duel on KKPR-FM, Carney Hastings, Grand Island, PlatteRiverPreps.com. We got a turn here. Got a wing and a ball and chain. You know, his hand's down between his legs. Hard to get that loose. He's, Crocker needs to use his opposite hand, which is actually trapped underneath his body right now, to, to try to free himself. But he's giving up near fall here. But he's going to be able to get out of the period without getting pinned. He's not in a pinned situation right now. Ten seconds to go. So it's going to be five. Really going to count him twice? He did. He only got to a four count the first time. He okay. held up two and stopped his count, went back to it again with six seconds left and got, got his five count that time, so he picked up three near falls. So he takes a 5 nothing lead into the third period. This is a tough call now, and it looks like Crocker's going to choose both up because last period what, he didn't fare well on the bottom. So he's got to look for some big points here. But, but also in taking that risk, he's got to also be aware that he can't give up a, a lot more. And again, you're in that situation where it's 5 nothing. You don't want it to get to 8 nothing, but you're still in a chance to score. And now Hines looks like he's trying to get a throw here, going for a headlock, but now just steps over and is about ready to get the takedown and does. He does. He uh, attempts an inside trip there, kind of a different move. Uh, attempts an inside trip and then shucks him by with his arm and gets the takedown. So 7 to nothing, and Hines now is going to win the match. Now can Crocker fight him off and not give up one more point, even if it's an escape, takedown, escape situation, but Crocker hasn't been able to score, and Hines continuing to try to get him turned here, and he's got plenty of time, a minute ten to go in the match. Yeah, this is a tough position for all high school kids. They're not a lot, not super familiar with getting out of legs, and you know, this, Hines is riding legs really tough on this young man, and it looks like Crocker has no clue. Oh, look at there, he just cuts him for one. Well, he cuts him, he takes him down, then you're at your nine to one and your eight points. There's yep. Good call there by the coaching staff over at Omaha Scott. That is. That's good coaching right there. You want to get the major for your team, pick up that extra team point. Crocker takes his shot in on a single, and this is right where we were in the first period. If nothing else, this is going to let the clock run a little bit. Yeah, and, you know, Crocker shot even further through this time. He should score here if he can get his body to turn. He's whizzer in the body, crushing towards the head. See, he's losing his balance here. He's got to stay up in the air. And he's going to end up getting taken down out of this. Possibly. Still got his ankle. He's got to lose that ankle. 25 seconds to go. Crocker needs to hold on and not give up the takedown. Yeah, or this, it'll may be a get, this may get stalemated here. We'll see. He's trying to hook up a far side cradle. And he, and he did. You know what? Got so tight there. Crocker let go of it. Gave up the two. And there's an eight-point lead with 10 seconds left. And Crocker is not going to be able to get off bottom. So Omaha Scott, Jeff Hines, 9-1 to one over Gabe Crocker of Kearney High, and there's our first bonus point of the duel. That will allow Omaha Scott to go up by a score of 7-6 to six through four matches. Each team has won two, but because of the bonus point there in the major decision, it is 7-6. Omaha Scott getting ready for 132 pounds here, and Nick James of Kearney High, ranked third in Class A, will take on Jason Stoltenberg, unrated for Omaha Scott. Man, they're right back into the action here. This is exciting. They don't take any time. No, they don't. Get them out there and get them going. So let's see what James can get done here early on for the Carney Bearcats. Hit on a single at the edge of the match. Took him down. 
to his back, but he popped off the mat so quickly that he was able to get turned over and avoid the yeah. air fall here, but they are wrestling on the edge of the mat quickly, 2-0 James. You know, they're on the edge of the mat there, and, and James is trying to keep him in bounds on that takedown, and it's really tough because a lot of times you lose position trying to protect yourself from going out. But you know what? He's still on top. He's working the bar arm here. He's trying to work a turn really tough here. So it didn't take long, about 15 seconds, and 2-0 Carney, and again, James is in good control here in the first 40 seconds of the match. Working a deep, tight waist, that far, far wrist. Anytime you can get across the median of the body and get across wrist, it's really tough for the kid to get. He keeps trying to work a hip tip here. You know, if you can just tilt him 45 degrees or more uh, and get a two count, that's a quick two points, and, and that's what he's working here. Now he's actually throwing the legs in, so he's actually changing it up a little bit here. Well, maybe he was going to try and switch to a cradle. Now he may just, well, thought he was going to lose it, but he scissored him pretty good across the waist and keeps control, although... It's going to be hard to pin him here. Yeah, you know, this is smart on James' part. He's adjusted. He saw that that hip tip wasn't going to work. He let go of it, stuck in legs. Now he's working a far cross body ride, trying to get the arm hooked. Young man on the bottom just is not giving up. He's fighting hard there. Stoltenberg, another sophomore listed here for Omaha Scott with well, 30 seconds to go. Tough position here. Call this the guillotine. Stick a leg in, back arm. You can actually... You can actually lock the hands there. And we're going to get potentially dangerous. So not only does Carney not score, they give up a point on potentially dangerous. And Omaha Scut picks up the point, and a lot of people don't agree. And that's a tough one, uh, Coach Bauer. Yeah, I tell you what, he was actually doing everything that was there looked illegal. I don't know if he, uh, you know, there's a new rule that you can't wrench a guy's chin and get their head turned. And I don't know if he grabbed his chin and turned his head. That possibly is what happened there. And again, always a little tough for the home coach to have a more than general discussion with the home official. Yeah, you know, you got a potential pin, pin looking you right there. And Carney was really animated and pretty excited about that call. Well, that'll be the end of the period. Uh, no more scoring off the restart. So Carney highs, Nick James, a 2-1 lead over Jason Stoltenberg of Omaha Scott. At the end of the first period, we're through four matches. It's Scott seven and Carney six. By the way, you can get plenty of wrestling today. If this doesn't fill it up for you, you just travel down the hill. Carney Catholic and Central City are going to be dueling a little bit later on tonight. I think they've got a handful of JVs, but their varsity gets going around a seven. I do believe if it hasn't started already, I uh, should double check my schedule on that. But in my mind, it was supposed to get going about the time this is over. Now we start the second period, and Nick James going from neutral, a quick takedown again. Yeah, he gets a quick escape, quick takedown again. I think he was looking for backs again. You know, if he can't get him turned here, he's going to have to maybe change, change up his game plan again and maybe stay with sticking on his feet and try to look for some backs off his feet. Uh, but I tell you what, Stolenberg, I tell you what, he's fighting underneath there, man. He so, is not giving up. So 5-1 Carney after the escape and takedown the first 10 seconds here for the Bearcats, Nick James, the freshman, is off to an 18-2 start here for the Bearcats. Riding strong on top. I tell you what, this obviously is, you know, not just on his feet, but he's tough on top. We got a potential turn here. Just a straight half over the top, near fall, catches the far arm. This is tight. This could be our first pit of the duel. Midway through the second, Nick James trying to stack him up. There it is. A pin in three minutes for Carney High's Nick James. And that will be six big points for Carney 
and they now lead the duel 12-7 over Omaha Scott. Ashton Aarons for Carney, Jared Epperson of Omaha Scott coming up when we return. The Aurora Cooperative Energy Division handles a full line of premium energy products for all of your agricultural, trucking, and automotive needs. This includes bulk fuel delivery of ethanol blended gasoline, as well as Ruby Field Master Premium Diesel Fuel. Call or stop in your nearest Aurora Cooperative today to order your bulk oil, bulk fuels, and stock up on tubes of grease as you begin preparation for spring field work. For all of your farm's fuel and oil needs, the Aurora Cooperative. Growing opportunities. Even more basketball at the 9th Annual Heartland Hoops Classic. Eight games featuring a highlight reel headliner between Colorado State champs Aurora Overland featuring ESPN 100 power forward Deron Davis against Omaha South led by Husker recruit Aguka Rope. The Heartland Hoops Classic, February 13th. Single tickets, good for all eight games featuring seven area teams. Log on to heartlandhoopsclassic.com for all the matchups. Get tickets now at the Heartland Event Center box office or via Ticketmaster. Welcome back to High School Wrestling on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. We have our first little jousting of the duel. Carney High will send out Teontae Wilson at 138 pounds against Jared Epperson of Omaha Scott. And Epperson will get the initial takedown. Yeah, Wilson in on a nice high crotch, but nice hips there. And I tell you what, Epperson's now locked up a cradle on top. These two young men are long, lanky young men. I tell you what, there's a lot of legs and a lot of arms there. Well, Wilson is 13-1 as a sophomore for Carney High so far this season. And what you're looking at here, and Coach Swarm was talking to me before the match without giving up strategy to the other side, is this where may this may have been where they decided to change things up. They talked about moving James up and wrestling Wilson at 32, but they're just going to put Wilson at 38, and we may see Carney bump at about the next five weight classes as Wilson gets the escape. Wilson gets the escape here, and I tell you what, both these young men are really forcing upper body here. There could be a big throw here any second. And there it is. Wilson took him to his back, but he's able to scream through, swim through that without giving up near fall points, but Wilson gets the takedown. Epperson uh, had good position there, but Wilson adjusted right before the throw, takes him right to his back, couldn't get any near fall. He's right tough. Now he's got a cradle, but falls off the top and gives up position again. Epperson comes out, but here's another body lock by Wilson. And an escape after the wow. scramble. Epperson's able to get out of there, and so it is 3-2-3 three three right now. Between our scut wrestler, Jared Epperson, and Ashton Aarons. A lot of great action here to start off. There's a nice little pull-by for two right at the buzzer. Right at the buzzer. Gets the takedown. Epperson does. Short-time takedown for Epperson, and he leads it by a score of 5-3 to three at the end of the first period over Tiante Wilson of Carney High. And Carney will choose bottom to start the second period. Yeah, Wilson got caught hanging there at the end of that period, just relaxing, and Epperson took advantage of it right away. Scoring's not over, is it, Mark? No, <laughs> Mark. no. This is going to get more exciting, I can tell. Doug Duda along with Mark Bauer here on Classic Hits at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Some Tuesday night high school wrestling, and this Saturday we'll be at Amherst for the Amherst finals at their invitation. Always some good wrestling over there, and that'll get going at around 4 o'clock for the finals uh, this Saturday and a couple of weeks down the road, the Lou Platt Conference Tournament on the 23rd. That's Saturday afternoon this year, hosted by Ord. And now Wilson in some trouble. Yeah, I tell you what, he got to his feet, 
Epperson wouldn't have any of that, returned him hard, and then he just does a night, you know, Wilson tries a little short sit out and gets sucked back and gave up near fall here. I think that was at least a five count. Well, it looked like he was going to get stuck, but Wilson's able to battle through and now face Epperson, but he trails 9-3 to three after the near fall. Tell you what, that's huge right there. You know what, you're on your back, you're buried. It looks like you're going to probably give up the fall. You get off your back, it gives you a little bit of momentum there. He needs to get some wind back in his cell here because Epperson looks pretty tired right now. They're both back on their feet now. Wilson gets his escape. It's 8-4 Epperson. So they change that. That is correct. They had it at 9. It is 8-4. to four. So a four-point lead with 40 seconds to go in the second period for Epperson of Omaha. Scott over Wilson. Now can Wilson find a way to score here before the end of the period? Yeah, neither one of these guys have a lot of gas left in their tank, and it's in the second period. Wilson's in on a double but just doesn't have the power to, to put that one away. 22 seconds left here. Wilson's not in good position. He's in trouble. He's got it given up a cradle right now, but no score has been given yet. 15 seconds to go. Wilson trying to hang on, or he might get turned right to his back here. They still have not awarded the two-point takedown. Some of the Scut fans need to get back in the seats over here, <laughs> and it is 8-4. to four. No points awarded as we go to the third period. Epperson of Scut leading... Teontae Wilson of Kearney, 8-4. And Epperson gets his choice for Scott, and he will take down. Yeah, those near fall are really the, the, the main factor in this match so far right now. So Wilson's got to find a way to get back into this, either you know, work for a turn or cut him and try to take him down again. Action off the whistle. Quick little pivot through and no change in position. Just working the wrist here. I don't know if he's trying to he's trying to get his arm behind his back. He's got wrist control on both wrists, but not really doing anything to move him. Wilson pops out to the side, can't get anything, goes back over from the right to the left. How much is Epperson working on bottom, Coach? You know, he is. He's staying in good position underneath there. The only, you know, there he's got his head up now. That's what you want to see. You want to see him come up with their head, come up strong. Look at it, puts him in position now. He's about ready to score again. Epperson ready for the reversal. Still have not awarded it with a minute 20 to go here. Wilson's got his hands locked still, and so that's still control. Epperson's got to break his hands. This may end up in a stalemate position and put Epperson back down again. And if it is stalemate, you have to hope for Carney's sake you whistle it pretty soon. A minute to go in this match. Yeah, it's killing time for him, for Wilson right now. Although, Wilson's building up now, trying to get some advantage. Now Epperson just kind of hanging around. There's not a whole lot. There he gets the hands away and gets his escape. 49 seconds to go. And Epperson is up 9-4 to four here over Wilson of Kearney. Epperson needs, or Wilson needs a big five-point move here. Epperson doing a nice job of keeping going forward. Just too much ties here right now. He's got to, you know, Wilson needs to open up and try to find something for his team. And he's got to make sure that he doesn't make a mistake too. And go five the other way, and there he's taken down 11-4. to four. Now he needs to shut it down, unfortunately, so he doesn't give up another point. 20 seconds to go in the match. Forces a headlock there. It was telegraphed all the way. Epperson could feel, feel that one coming. I mean, I, we could see it up here. He just slips out the backside, gets the takedown. Well, then you've got to take a chance, and now Epperson's still a little time. Has the arm, could try to turn him here. Stall warning on Wilson, but there's not enough time for that to come into play, and the match will end 11-4. Nice win for Jared Epperson of Omaha Scott. And now the team race is Carney 12, 
Omaha Scott 10. Carney has a pin. Scott has a major decision. We're three and three through six matches. Ashton Aarons of Car- or excuse me, uh, uh, Teontae Wilson falling there. And now we'll see what they do here at 145. Ashton Aarons will come in for the Bearcats. And uh, Ashton ranked fourth at 138, but they will bump him up here against Hazen Wilson of Omaha Scott. Yeah, I think Ashton's a senior this year. And, you know, it's tough to bump up in any duel. You know, you're weighing in at a lower weight class, bumping up and wrestling a kid that's a little bit bigger than you. You know, it's a little easier in high school, very difficult in college, but it's still there's some, you know, you, again, you've got a senior here that's got a lot of experience, and they're hoping to pick up some extra bonus points here. Well, again, uh, wrestling at 145 pounds. This is where Bailey Vanderpool was supposed to be, but he may no longer be a part of this Scott wrestling team. Uh, taken off the rankings last night on Husker Matt. They, of course, won't be updated for another couple weeks from the Coaches Association. And there's a nice shot and takedown by Austin, Ashton Aarons. Yeah, Ashton got on it. That's called an outside carry. Um, you know, Van Schmidt was working that earlier in his match. I think had two or three takedowns in the same exact move. You're looking for backs off of that. But if you can keep the arm and not let him roll through, you can actually pick up some near fall there. But he lost the arm. But good takedown. Uh, starts off on top 2-0. This is KKPR-FM. Kearney, Grand Island, Hastings, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by... The fine folks at the University of Nebraska Kearney. We are the Difference Makers. Doug Duda, Mark Power, along with our producer engineer, Caleb Henry, here with you on this Tuesday. We've also got a little basketball going on. Minden Adams Central just tipping off on 1230 AM KHAS. Gibbon Shelton just tipping off with the girls' portion on 1230 or on ESPN 1460. Then we'll be done here with wrestling in about whatever, close to an hour, maybe not so much, right in that range. Uh, considering where we're at through the first hour, but then the Gibbon-Shelton boys game will follow for better listening power. Uh, they're also on PlatteRiverPreps.com. So the girls game right now on 1460, the boys game will follow wrestling here on Classic Hits at around 745. Since the takedown here for Ashton Aarons, not a whole lot has changed. No, uh, not a lot of action here. There's a quick little suck back trying to pick up some quick near fall, but he's just been riding the cross wrist, trying to work a hip tip, didn't get any points there, but... You know, a good strong first period for Ashton Aarons, starting off 2-0. So 2-0. Scott will take down to start the second period here against Hazen Wilson. And Carney High building what will probably need to be some bonus points here. And he decides to just go ahead, Aarons does, and not even waste any time. He's just going to let him up. So that will be an escape point to make it 2-1, and the wrestlers will start the second period neutral. Yeah, that's a good choice. Uh, I saw their coach signaling to go both up. You know, take him down in the first 15, 20 seconds, and then you ride him out. You know, it's not going to do you a whole lot of good. You might as well adjust, change things up, see if you can get another takedown, start opening, spreading that gap in the score. So Ashton Aarons, let's see if he can make a quick move. Really has that arm. Yeah, real physical there, really chopping hard on the head, getting him down in a front headlock. I know he's probably looking for some big points here, but he needs to just go, you know, keep pecking away a little at a time, keep adding on that score if he's going to pick up a bonus point win. Wilson keeps driving so that they get off the mat here and get a restart. Good job there by Wilson to keep on moving through. Doug, you to Mark Bauer. Mark, your uh, affiliation with Omaha Scott. Yeah, you know, uh, 
I've known a lot of the guys that have coached there over the years. Brad Hildebrandt and R.J. Neeby, who graduated from the University of Nebraska at Omaha in 1988. They were national runners up that year, but that was my senior year of high school. It was actually one of the things that attracted me to their program is how well they did that year. Uh, so I got the opportunity to have them as assistant coaches. They were much bigger than me, but they gave me a lot of hard time while I was there. So there's a nice double leg by Ashton Aarons. Uh, snap the head, get a reaction, takes a shot, takes him down right, real quickly here. And uh, looking for near fall here, just can't seem to get it. But it's a 4-1 lead for Ashton Aarons in the middle of the second period. So Carney High up 12-10 currently in this duel. Trying to add more here. You expect Ashton Aarons to win, but Bearcat fans need him to win large and maybe by pin. That has to be what they're thinking over here on the Bearcat bench. Yeah, that's you know that's kind of their strategy here, knowing that uh, Bailey Vanderpool was not in the lineup, and you know why not take that risk? You know, you look at Wilson with a really solid record for a young man, and so you're hoping he doesn't give up a lot of points, possibly get you a win. And uh, knowing that Bailey Vanderpool is not in the lineup, why not bump up Ashton Eretz and see if you can get up some bonus points? Well, a tip that does not get any near fall points, and there is a stall warning here against Wilson as the second period comes to an end. So it is Ashton Eretz of Kearney, four. Hayes and Wilson of Omaha, Scott, one. Actually, they had a one second left when they went out of bounds. So now they'll restart in the middle, four to one in favor of Kearney. But... Aaron's got to find a way to get some points here. 4-1, not going to get it done, not going to please him, not going to please the coaches. Well, obviously, to get a point here, you might as well go down and try to get your one right away and see if you can get a takedown. That puts you up three more points, and that would be pretty close to a major decision here. And that's what Aaron's will do. And then we'll see what happens at 152. Probably Parker James. There's the escape. Nice little Gramby roll comes out and faces him. Got, to, got his escape, so now he's got to start working and keeping after it here. He's really done a nice job on his feet. He's being really physical with this younger kid. Well, Wilson hasn't really backed down when they're on their feet. No. <laughs> when they're on their feet. Now, he has been taken down pretty good twice, but he's made Ashton Aarons work for it. Yeah, he really has. So they lock up again, and Wilson actually takes the shot here. With a minute and a half to go in the match. Aarons of Carney five. Wilson has got one. Tries to go at the far leg, but comes up empty. The wrestlers break and reset in the middle. Yeah, look at it. Look at uh, Wilson. Just right back to the center. He's like, you know, let's go. Bring it on. So once again, Ashton Aarons looking for a takedown here to go up by six, but time wasting. We're down to a minute to go in the match. And again, sometimes the frazzled hair and the red face can tell you a few things, but again, Ashton looks like he, and he has been the aggressor, but he looks like uh, the gas tank's a little lower than what Wilson has right now. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. And there he gets into another sweep single, gets in on the shot, gets the takedown here. He's trying to work near fall, and he's working his way up. we got a pin position here. But Wait. look at that. Wilson just rolls right out again. He's fighting for his team, but he picks up two near fall, and that puts him up by eight. So we got 30 seconds left here. If he holds him down, that picks up a major. So nine to one. Ashton Aarons gets what he needs now. Do you get greedy? <laughs> now do you get greedy? You've only got 30 seconds. You haven't been able to do much as far as turns or get him in a pin look outside of that last move, and you sure don't want to finish 9-2. Yeah, this last 30 seconds, you want to keep this young man down. Um, you know, Wilson's 
wanting to get an escape here, but Ashnaw jumped on the whistle and got him broke down flat. He's on his stomach right now, Wilson is, so it's going to be tough to get out of here in the next 15 seconds. So Carney's going to get the win here at 145 pounds, and if we can hang on here for 10 more seconds, it looks like we'll have the major decision, and that is the case. Ashton Aarons gets the win for Carney by a score of 9-1, to one. And that'll be a major decision to make it Carney 16 and Omaha Scott 10 midway through our duel. Seven duels down and seven more to go. And the Carney Bearcats going to send out Parker James at 152 pounds as Carney continues to bump them one at a time. And Billy Higgins will come out for Omaha Scott. Higgins is ranked fourth in Class B at 152 pounds. So let's see what Parker James can do. And then you get Trevor Bigelow up there. So Carney, I don't know that Bigelow. If Bigelow was out here, that would be a good match. And let's see what Parker James can do. He's all fired up shooting out here. Yeah, he's coming out really strong here. Obviously, he's kind of feeding off some momentum off that win. But uh, Higgins is standing his ground and staying in there. 16-10, Carney leading the duel here over Omaha Scott. So that's good. You're halfway through. You've got a little bit of a cushion. Remember that Scott has two top wrestlers at 170. Kurt Randall is ranked second, and at 195, Brendan Wheeler is ranked number one. So you've got to figure that those are big points, but you've also got to think that Trevor Bigelow's got a good shot here at 160 pounds, but Alex Van Dyke is also ranked. So these next three matches... Carney's got to come out of here and still have that lead to withstand what probably will happen uh, in the upper weights. Yeah, they've got, you know, Scott's got some big hitters coming up here. And with this shift going on here, there's Higgins with a takedown on the edge of the mat. Real nice knee pick. Finishes quickly. That's what you always want to do. You want to get in, finish quick as you can. Don't give him an opportunity to counter or try to score on you. But he picks up that uh, sk- uh, takedown on the edge of the mat, so they'll restart back in the center. Going optional start, Higgins cuts a. Uh, Cuts him right away. So two to one, 45 seconds to go here in the first period. So far for Carney, you've got uh, Salvador Aguirre winner, Jordan Bober, Nick James, and Ashton Aarons. What a flurry here. Wow. Little scramble there. Uh, James was trying to get around behind him real quick, but uh, I tell you what. Uh, Billy Higgins, yeah, Higgins held on to that arm and just continued to work for a turn there and actually got almost had James on his back for a second. Now he's got him in a lot of trouble. Looks like he's got a double chicken wing here. Oh, yeah, he's got him back again. Double chicken wing. This is a tough position. You have neither arm. And we got a turn here, a possible pin. He's got seven seconds to fight off his back here. Higgins trying to finish it here. They will not get the pin, but a 7-1 to one first period here for Billy Higgins of Omaha Scott. Yeah, you don't want to get caught with both arms behind your back. There's no, That's, there's not much fight there. There's, there's not much leverage you can get that way. Yeah. And once again, they've decided to go both up here, give the point, or just both up. I don't think he wants to take a chance of getting uh, Parker on top. So they're just going to go both up here, Higgins, with the... Neutral decision here to start the second period, leading it 7-1. to one, A good start already for Billy Higgins of Omaha Scott. There's a nice little, we call that a Carl Perry. 
Nice little dump, puts him down to the mat again for another two. You know, it's good strategy. You know, you're in the second period, start of the second period. You haven't been down underneath him yet. You don't know what he's got. Stay on your feet. You've proven yourself, proven that you can take this guy down. So he's just going to stay at it on his feet. So now if you're Parker James, what's the strategy over here? You're getting worked pretty good. Yeah, you, you know, obviously uh, Higgins is doing a really nice job here of keeping the pressure on, on James, but you've you got to find a way. You've got to find a way to start chipping back into it, and that means getting off the bottom, getting an escape, and trying to put some doubt in the young man's mind. But I tell you what, he's wrestling. Higgins wrestling with a lot of confidence out there right now. A battle of state-rated wrestlers should occur next again with Trevor Bigelow for Carney High and Alex Van Dyke for Omaha Scott. So stay with us. 16-10 to 10 is the score right now in our duel. We're exactly halfway through the eighth of 14 matches, 152 pounds right now. And uh, Scott winning this one 9-1 to one right now with Billy Higgins over Parker James. Higgins is just riding a tight waist here and breaking uh, James down, and James keeps coming up, but he keeps his mo- he, st- he keeps stopping his momentum. He needs to keep coming up with his head and coming to his feet, and then he, there he gets called for stalling. Um, you know, I don't know that he's necessarily stalling here. He keeps coming up off the bottom at least. You know, to me, stalling, you're just laying there. And when you see a guy lay there for 10, 15 seconds, that's, that's stalling. And Higgins got a wig in again with 30 seconds, 25 seconds to go here in the second period. Needs to be careful here. There he gets it, it out. There yep. he gets it out. 15 seconds here. Parker James now just battling to stay alive and get into a third period here as Higgins leads it by a score of 9-1 to one here through two periods. We'll take a break. You're listening to High School Wrestling on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. Together, we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great-tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences, fun and innovative new meal options, and, of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Kearney. If you're a grower looking for big yields, start with Pioneer brand Y-Series soybeans. And don't forget to ask your Pioneer sales professional about the Pioneer premium seed treatment options that can help your soybeans stand up to the toughest growing conditions. Why go anywhere else for your entire soybean seed needs? To learn more about seed treatment options for your farm, contact Craig Weegis, local Pioneer sales representative today. Pioneer, science with service, delivering success. Doug Duda, Loper coach Mark Bauer here at Kearney High. Big thank you to Athletic Director Mitch Stein, Ty Swarm, uh, Omaha Scut coach Chaz DeBetter for their uh, help in getting tonight's duel on the air. As we start the third period, it's going to be a cut here for Higgins of Omaha Scut to uh, Parker James. So it's 9-2, to two, Higgins with the lead. So a seven-point lead now, but he's been pretty good on his feet. Working the head again, trying to get a throw here and get that major decision, if not more. Tell you what, Higgins has been very impressive. He's controlling all positions on his feet, offensively, defensively. Um, you know, Parker just doesn't have any answers for him right now. There's a shot, reshot by Higgins, takedown, has him trapped on the mat again, gets an easy takedown there. 
So now 11-2, and an escape really makes no difference now to Omaha Scott. It would still be an eight-point lead, so let's see what Higgins does as he tries to keep that arm in and tip him on the edge of the mat. Got a two-count for near fall. Right on, right on the line there. That's a you know tough one to give up there, but now it's 13-2. You've got to be careful here. You don't give up the tech. And Higgins just kind of picked his arms up to show that Parker wasn't really doing a whole lot, and they'll come off the mat and go back to the middle here, but only 31 seconds left as Scott is in the midst of a possible major decision. 30 seconds left, and uh, Parker down on the bottom here. He needs to try to get up and get an escape here. Still time to get this. You know, this, again, it's a situation where you know you're not going to win the match, but try to finish strong so the next kid's going to come out and get after it again instead of just laying there. But Higgins keeps riding that deep tight way, so it's tough to fight out of, especially when you got some weight on a kid. So Billy Higgins just going to ride him out here over the final 10 seconds, and Scott going to get the major decision here by a score of 13-2, to two, which means now in the duel the score is Carney High 16 and Omaha Scott 14. And we get ready for what should be a battle of rated wrestlers. Alex Van Dyke ranked fifth in Class B for Omaha Scott against Trevor Bigelow of Carney ranked third at 152, and along with Nick James, those are the two highest-ranked wrestlers for Carney. Yeah, this will be an exciting matchup. Uh, again, you know, we're giving up weight here. It's always tough to bump up a little bit, but uh, he's got it. Both guys, both guys, we're at a point in this duel right now. This kind of start, starts determining the rest of the duel here a little bit, and especially when you know Scott's got a couple uh, top-rated wrestlers coming up here in the next couple matches. And we have... Maybe a change over here for Scott. Let's see if they've got the right kid. I think maybe we're going to have a change here for Omaha Scott. So we'll, we'll get that picked up for you here real quick. Grayson Wren. I, you know, I don't know everything, Mark, but that didn't look like a top five wrestler trapping out there for <laughs> Omaha Scott. I'm sorry. But Grayson Glenn is going to go out there just a freshman against Trevor Bigelow, and I guess this is to take your whooping. Tell you what, Coach DeVetter must have had something else up, some other plans he's got going over there because, uh, yeah, it's they, they must be moving some guys around too. There's a quick takedown right there, right off the bat. Trevor Bigelow with two. So Carney will get the takedown, lead it by a score of two to nothing. I can't say that so far... We've had really a major switch on who should have won and maybe who shouldn't have won. Uh, but the points maybe a major here or a pin there. And again, Omaha Scott, this is big for Bigelow. He gets a pin here, puts the Bearcats up 22-14. to 14. That's what they're looking for because there's not going to be many of the matches after this where the Bearcats are going to be favored. No, no. Bigelow's doing a nice job of riding tough here. He's looking for the turn. He's creates a little separation with his body to try to let the young man come up off the bottom but again nothing nothing doing here just a little riding going on quick little tip tip trying to get some near fall he's not having anything of it still two to nothing in favor of trevor bigelow over grayson wren of omaha scott 40 seconds to go here so this is about the third carney wrestle we've seen come out aggressively get a takedown maybe even two in the first period and then not much happens after that all right, we've got a leg Turk position here. If he can elevate that leg and turn his hips, he's going to have a good chance of turning him here. And I think he's going to get it here. He's across the throat now, which is very legal. 
got the near fall here count going. You want to get your five count here because you're not in a pinning position. Then you want to adjust. Here, see how he's adjusting to the arm? Now, oh, he just let him roll through just so he could get the wing. Walks over the head. Ten seconds. Can Bigelow finish off with the first period pin? Four seconds. And he's not going to give it up. You know, if uh, he would have let him bellied out there, he would have got a second extra set of near fall. Very close, uh, close call there. You know, if I was the coach, I would actually maybe go over and talk to him about, you know, whether there was a change there or not. Because I agree with you, Mark. It looked like there was one set of count done yep. and a totally different set about 15 seconds later, which can occur, yeah. but it looked like that change had happened. That means it's only 5 nothing instead of 8 nothing in favor of Trevor Bigelow. Coach Swarm must be confident. He think this young man might put him away and get a pin here. But, you know, again... Second set of near fall where he's up 8-0. It gives him at least that major decision. I know, uh, you know, getting a tech fall, getting some bonus points here would be nice. But, you know, again, dual situation. You want to try to get that fall. Go get a pin. Get that six points on the board. And then probably the silver lining is it gives you another opportunity. Instead of it already being 8 nothing, you've got another chance for the five-point move. And Correct. here's a takedown. Another takedown on the edge of the mat. Does a nice job of, you know, real good mat awareness there. Knows where he's at. Doesn't go out of bounds. Gets the takedown. Probably not a whole lot going on here. I'd probably pull him out of bounds. There he gets blown out. So we'll have a restart back in the center with a minute 20 left in the period, second period. Mark, we saw the, the fun last year out at the fairgrounds with Carney and Amherst. Everybody wanted to see that, and Carney won it. What, what does this actually mean in the Carney wrestling room, win, lose, or draw against Omaha Scott? You know, just going out and being competitive, that's, that's what you want for your guys. Um, you know, obviously a win, that's, that's huge. You know, this is Omaha Scott. I don't know how many state titles they've won, maybe 13. 17. 17 <laughs> I can't even keep track. I think it was so 13 many. in a row. Yeah, and, yeah, and I think Scott, or, uh, Central, City. Central City got in there and got a title the one year. But, uh, you know, perennial powerhouse, year in, year out. They've got kids coming in and out of the woodwork. You know, they've got kids that are backup stepping in and doing a really nice job for him. Here's another turn. Trevor Bigelow gets a leg in, turns him, whips the body over. Now he's looking for the fall again, but can't quite get it. So it's 10 to nothing with 30 seconds to go here in the second period. Trevor Bigelow of Kearney with two takedown and near falls against Grayson Wren of Omaha Scut in place of state-rated Alex Van Dyke, who you have to figure will bump up next to 170. Carney at 170, probably Trey Gruby. You know, this is great that Chaz DeVetter would come down here and, and, and set up this duel and compete with Carney High. And, you know, it just shows, um, you know, that they don't care who they wrestle. They just want to compete. And, you know, it's, it's great for Coach Swarm. Obviously gives him an opportunity, gives their program an opportunity to compete with one of the top teams in the state. Yeah, pick up a win. That's kind of putting a feather in your cap a little bit there. You know, it would be a nice thing for their program. But, uh, again, win, win or lose, just going out and being competitive. You know, score right now 16-14. We're halfway through this thing. And so that's, that's being competitive, and that shows a lot of heart for these guys. And I think uh, Coach DeVetter touched on it earlier when we talked to him today on the Doug and Daddy Show. This is not the strongest scut team of the last 20 years. But, I mean, they're in Reno last week. They're in Kearney today. Um, and, and you think a lot of people, you can get the all-class rankings in some sports. They don't do that in wrestling, though. And here we could see the pin. Just hits him in a chancery, also known as a snake. He's got him on his back. That's tight. This is going to be a tough one to get out of. And there he gets the fall. 
A pin in four minutes and 25 seconds for Trevor Bigelow. Carney picks up six big points. Carney 22. And Omaha Scott 14 with five matches to go. There are 30 potential points still out there, but Carney now with two pins and a major decision. Scott has yet to win by pin, although who knows if that will change. We still see Brendan Wheeler up there at 195. Has a good chance for that. Now let's try and pick up our wrestlers. So Van Dyke and Trey Gruby will go here at 170 pounds. So Gruby and Van Dyke, 170 pounds. Gruby now trying to, you know, he wins here. And that destroys what Scott had done. Uh, it's going to be really tough for Scott to come back if he could be a 25-14 lead with four matches to go. But Trey Gruby will have his hands full here. Yeah, if Trey Gruby wins this match here, you know, Scott's got to be thinking uh, we've got to pick up some bonus points and get a pin. But tell you what, Trevor Bigelow did a great job of setting that pin up. You know, good hard snap and putting him down in a front headlock and straight into that snake and just sealed it with a nice pin there. So 170 pounds, Doug Duda along with Mark Bauer here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Time really rolling along here. We've had some pretty good duels and a good battle here between Gruby of Carney and Van Dyke of Scott. Yeah, these guys are kind of all over the place right now. Arms are flailing. Trey Gruby gets in on a shot, gets the takedown into a body lock. Oh, I tell you what, if he wouldn't have let go of his hands there, he might have taken him to his back, but still still maintains on top position, sticks a leg in now, and he's riding tough. Van Dyke is strong underneath. <laughs> to our old buddy Mike Fleshman, he called it the roly-poly, <laughs> or the funk, with all that going on out there. Pretty exciting match. These two young men just are not going to stop wrestling. Coming to his feet, Van Dyke at least trying to get an escape. 30 seconds to go in the first period, but he's broke back down to the mat by Trey Groovy. 25 seconds to go first period. 2-0, a long way to go, and a lot of energy used here in the first period. Yeah, Van Dyke is trying to do a nice job of sitting out and getting his hips separated, but he's not controlling Groovy's hands. Groovy's just kind of floating with him. He's not really doing a whole lot of anything, to tell you the truth. Groovy got to be careful here. He's going to be... Spladdle into his own back here. There's there a is. reversal and one count. A reversal to the back, but time ran out of the period and a break there for Trey Gruby. Yeah, he was close to giving up some near fall point there. Give up one count right at the buzzer. Looks like he might have a little blood here. Again, high school basketball going on. The Gibbon girls lead Shelton after one, 14 to 7 on ESPN 1460. Adam Central admitted on 1230 KHAS, and just like our wrestling, they're all available online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. We've wrestled through 160, Carney 22, Omaha Scott 14, and at 170 pounds, Carney's Trey Gruby and Alex Van Dyke of Omaha Scott are 2-2 as we start the second period, and Gruby will choose bottom. So far, this has been evenly matched, and uh, now that Van Dyke's got on top, I tell you what, He's showing that he actually can ride. He's got a wing in, got, got something isolated there that he can work with. We'll see how things move on from here. As the Groovy chant sounds so much like Rudy and the great commercial that they've started <laughs> to run. But now uh, he's lost an arm and uh, Van Dyke has a wing in. Van Dyke's working hard for the pin. And we like got blood. We got blood again. And it's on Carney Gruby. Carney's had three kids with a little blood time. 
Scott has not had to worry about that so far. But again, remember Scott coming in. So far, they've had two of their number one wrestlers that were on the roster a week ago in uh, Corbin Mink and Bailey Vanderpool not wrestled tonight. We believe that's for two different reasons, but neither one wrestled tonight. And uh, Carney, Jordan Bober got the win just 3-2 to two at 120 pounds. And then at 145, you started to see the bumping, but Ashton Irons of Carney uh, picked up the win there by a score of 9-1. to one. As we take a look at the blood time, they fix it up. That's a good time for us to take a break. You're listening to Carney High Wrestling on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT MarketSpace. See KappaGrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. If you've been thinking about getting into boating, the time is now. Buzz's Marine's 38th annual used boat show is January 9th through the 16th. Extended limited warranties, on-site financing, and the largest selection of premium used boats. To top it off, during the show, some of our hottest pro shop accessories are up to 50% off. Come see us January 9th through the 16th. The best eight days to buy new to you. It's the used boat show that you do not want to miss. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Carney. Doug Duda, UNK wrestling coach Mark Power, our producer engineer Caleb Henry back at the studios. We're right in the middle of Carney High's gymnasium again. The last year of this gymnasium, and what a way of all the years. There's been some good conferences and some good battles with a Grand Island or a Columbus or fill-in-the-blank, Hastings, North Platte. But Omaha Scott's never been here, and they are right now, and Carney leads it 22-14 to 14 with five matches remaining. And here at 170, Trey Gruby of Carney is 2-2 with Van Dyke of Scott, but he chose bottom, and he hasn't been able to score so far from his choice, Coach. Yeah, you know, Gruby comes out and gets an early takedown, rides Van Dyke the entire period, gets reversed right at the end, and really since then he's been on the bottom the entire time. There he gets his hip, hip separated, gets the escape, with about 12 seconds left in this second period and goes up 3-2. to two. Van Dyke thought he was going to be able to circle and turn him, and he just circled and lost him, and that's going to be the score going to the third period. But Van Dyke will get choice, but Gruby is up by a score of 3-2. to two. And, of course, Van Dyke will take bottom. Let's see. So Van Dyke's going to be looking for, you know, getting off the bottom, obviously, but... Uh, Got to stay behind his arms. You know, Gruby, if he gets over the top of his shoulders, could really get himself in some trouble. He's doing a nice job. Traps the wrist there, but he cannot get him broke down. There he finally got into his belly, finally. That's the first time I've seen Van Dyke on his belly. In the first period, Gruby got the takedown. Van Dyke got got the very late reversal, but not the typical reversal. He kind of did a sit-out and just kept taking him back and back and back. And another legend, Dennis Miller here uh, at Kearney High, is just... Well, moved from seat to seat so we could see him, but a lot of a lot of fans on hand here for tonight's duel. There's a potentially dangerous call there. Cross body ride, they stand up, they stop it in high school because they're afraid somebody's going to fall and, and drop on a kid, and so they don't want to see anybody to get injured. So a restart, trying to pick the leg. Groovy trying to bring him back down to the mat. He does, but Van Dyke continues to battle. Uh oh, and he turns him right to his back, and Groovy's on his back. Tough turn of events here. And Gruby might get stuck, and this is going to be huge in the duel. And there it is. Oh, my goodness. And the entire Scott bench explodes. 
Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. He uh, was riding a collar ride. His body fell off, and he he just let go of the collar. And uh, Van Dyke just turned in and caught it, caught him behind the head and put him on his back and got the pin. That's that's huge, huge momentum change here. Well, without a doubt, we can call that our Usera moment of the match. Brought to you by the fine folks at Usera Care Hospice, caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York. Serving all of the Tri-Cities and beyond, call Usera Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. But Carney looked like they were about ready to go in a key win there, and instead, not only do they lose, they get pinned. Big swing of events there, and it's 22 to 20 now in favor of Carney. The pin coming in 447 for Van Dyke. As we go up to 182 pounds, and it is Leo Palomo, Palomo, excuse me, coming out for Carney against Kurt Randall, who bumps from 170 for Omaha Scott. So Randall ranks second at 170, going to have the favorite role here, but. That was just a killer for the Bearcats. Not that they lost, but the way they lost there, Mark. Yeah, that's that's a tough way to, you know, you kind of feel like you let your team down too. But, you know, great teams rebound. And, you know, Coach Swarm's got to keep his guys motivated, try to stay as positive as he can because, you know, Gruby was out there and actually get, giving out, putting out a great effort for his team. And that's it's it's a tough way to lose any time. Yeah, Gruby probably the dog there, but he had the lead in the third period and, Man, Van Dyke just exploded, and I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, it's like it was looked like an arm wrestling move where you're just about with your knuckles on the mat, and you just overpowered the other guy in about three seconds and took him to the mat on the other side. That's exactly what he did. Yeah, you know, you're in a tough situation there. You got tired two minutes. You got to try to ride a guy out for a win. You've been called for stalling already, so you've got to work for the turn. You can't just sit there on him. And uh, he was just being a little over-aggressive and got a little high and got, got sucked under. So tough, tough loss. But I tell you what, uh, it's like, what's his name, Paloma here? Yep, Leo Paloma yeah, at 182. Yeah, he's out there. He's, he's uh, going toe-to-toe right now with Randall. And again, if Carney gets one they're not supposed to get, things turn right around. But we are down to the final four matches. And Randall, state-rated wrestler. Tough, tough wrestler for Omaha Scott, and right now he has not been overly aggressive. He is waiting for Paloma to make a move. Yeah, nobody's really committed here, and we're all the way through the first period. And and the underdog just took a look at the clock. (laughs) So you know what that means. He looked at the clock, and they'll go through a scoreless first period. Wiping his brow, maybe. (laughs) So scoreless through the first period here for Palomo and Kurt Randall. And the selection will go to... Carney High, they'll take down here to start the period. Andy Mason, Brendan Wheeler do up next at 195. And again, Wheeler ranked number one in Class B for Scott. Well, I haven't seen where either of these young men are strongest yet, but, uh, you know, put them on the mat. We'll find out if Kurt Randall's good on top, see what kind of wrestler Paloma is on the mat. So Leo Palomo trying to. Keep it going here for Carney High. Come out with a positive result here, and Randall cross-faced him, but can't get him turned and breaks him back down to the mat. Now trying to work the high wing here, Coach. Yeah, he got just got turned. a half and far wrist. This is a tough one here, but you know what? He only got one count there. Rolled right through. So Palomo comes back to his base, back to his belly, flattens out. 
And readjust now for Kurt Randall. He's really working, though. He's got he's had control this whole time. Yeah, he's got a lot of pressure on Leo here. He's got a Leo's got to work for hand control. He's just got his hands laying on the mat there. It's it's tough to defend when your hands are laying on the mat. Now he's got that far wing. He's got a wing and a far wrist. Again, this is like a wing and a half. Leo's not, Leo's not giving up, though. Let me tell no, you he, what. He continues to fight. There's not a lot of action. It's more about Randall trying to control the second arm or second wrist here. He's already locked in on the far wing, and he's trying to come in and take care of the near one. And he underhooks it. He's going to chase. He's going to chase here. He switched his strategy. Got a near half of the far wing. This is tight. And Leo's in trouble as he tilts him. He's getting near fall count here. 28 seconds to go in the period. Palomo trying to stay off his back. Anything but a pin is what Carney's thinking right Rand now. Randall's adjusting his chest back, trying to get chest to chest with him, but gives up on it and lets it go. So we've got the near fall, and they'll restart here with 13 seconds. He'll try and turn him again. He's not going to award the near fall because he didn't let go of the wing. So this is considered the same move here. So he's still got the same set of count whether he turns him or not. Can he make it to the end? Yes, he does, just barely, because he was stacked up again. Three near fall going to be awarded here. Scott coaches are going to come over and question this again. It's very similar to the match earlier we had where Carney High's coach could have come over to the bench also. They're, looking, they're wanting to know, did they switch off? Did they go to another hold before they went to the next pinning hold? And my opinion, you know, you got to win. you got to let go of that thing and give that kid an opportunity to, uh, the, his opponent, an opportunity to get out of there. That's what our official Doug Walton is saying as well. So it'll stay. Three to nothing. Three to nothing. We'll go to the third period, and Leo Palomo will take bottom. I think Kurt Randall just chose top there. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Tell you what, he You're wrote right. him the you whole are right. period and turned him at the end. He Got a three-point lead here. Choose top. If he gets away, he gets an escape. It's, you're, you're still up by two. Yeah, he didn't take him down in the first period. Now, there wasn't a lot of aggression in that first period, so he decides, I'll just start from right here. He did have maybe a little more success, and he's got to feel good about the way he wrestled that last minute of the second period, does uh, Kurt Randall. Yeah, I, Kurt Randall's strong. I mean, you can just see the power. He's sticking the legs in now. He's still working the wrist and a half. Very powerful on top. No place to hide out there in the circle. No. Palomo spent most of the mat on his belly, match on his belly. I tell you what, this is going on about three minutes now. And there's the first stall warning, but right now he can get about three of those as long as he doesn't get DQ'd and he's going to get tilted again, and now he's in trouble. Randall trying to stack him up, and there's the pin at the 4.43 mark for Omaha Scott. Randall did a nice job of running that half straight over the top. Just buried Paloma's shoulders to the mat almost instantly. Yeah, I think he had a one count, and then he's already calling him pin. And for the first time tonight, Omaha Scott leads in the duel with back-to-back -back pins. That's how quick it goes from eight down to four up with three matches to go. Omaha Scott 26 and Carney High 22 as we head to 195 pounds right after this on Classic Hits. 
You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Some more jockeying for position here, which makes our 195-pound match very interesting. Andy Mason is going to go against Danny Thompson, who was their 82-pounder, but they bumped They bumped uh, Billy Higgins. They kept with Grayson Wren, excuse me, moved Van Dyke to 70, moved Randall to 82, and now they've moved Thompson up to 95 here against Andy Mason of uh, Carney High. So this is probably the match the Bearcats need if they have any chance to win this duel now. Yeah, a lot of shifting going on in this match, in this contest between these two teams. And, you know, quite honestly, I think it's worked out for both of them in in a little bit of a way. Well, Mason was put down as the 95-pounder, but uh, he has given up some length here to Danny Thompson. Thompson, a taller uh, wrestler. It's hard to call him, you know, bean poles when they're at this weight, but... Nice little, nice little pull by there, and just as soon as an elbow a point hits the mat, that's two. Now he's locked up a far cradle. Now they awarded the points to Scott, though. Correct. Okay. That was a pull by 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 um, by Thompson, and uh, got his hand down to the mat, and that's three points on the mat. That's a takedown, and then. Uh, Andy Carney, yeah, yeah, Andy stepped up right into a cradle, but he's got his lock back behind his knee, so he's no way he's going to turn him. 15 seconds to go here in the first period at 195 pounds. Scott now leads the duel 26-22 here at Carney High. And we have a tech violation here on Carney. Anytime you grab uh, two or less fingers and pull on them, it's a, it's a technical violation. That is illegal, and he pulled them back, and so... Uh, referee Doug Walton was right on top of that. He saw it immediately. So he'll call the illegal. It makes it three to nothing. Scott with ten seconds to go here in period number one. Mason, the senior for Carney High, forced into action here tonight at 195 pounds, and that's the score at the end of the first period. Three to nothing. Thompson of Omaha. Scott. And again, Brendan Wheeler is here. He has weighed in. This is not like earlier with Mink and Vanderpool not able to be part of the duel tonight. Yeah, it looks like it's Andy Mason's choice here, and he chooses to go down, tries to get off the bottom here. Real quick, right off the bat, hips come out, and he gets his escape. So Mason on the board, five seconds into the second period, and that does not waste any time here for Scott's Danny Thompson. Gets right after it again. Off the mat they come. Both wrestlers being aggressive here. <laughs> It's going to be interesting to see how the stamina holds up here in the going, getting into the third period. Carney now needs something to get those rowdies going again. They they want to make noise, but wrestling's a little bit different uh, when you want to jump in there. Maybe they're not sure exactly when to jump in there right now. We have heard them earlier a couple times when the Bearcats were down trying to help out. Now Andy Mason down two three to one. Minute and a half to go here in the period. Yeah, if he wants to fire this crowd up, he needs to get his some, some leg attacks going or start looking for a takedown here. They're just kind of jockeying for position, playing the edge of the mat. There's another slick pull-by right there by, by uh, Thompson. 
Hasn't got the takedown yet, and there he gets it. Gets his knee down to the mat. Takes a 5-1 lead. And not much going on at the edge of the mat. And Mason, you just slid off of it. Easy little takedown there. They're on the edge of the mat, and they'll restart now. Still a minute to go here in the second period. So we're midway through the match. Mason of Carney trails 5-1 to one here at 195 pounds to Danny Thompson of Scott, who bumped up. Carney started bumping at 138 pounds and went all the way to 170, where Gruby finished up the uh, moving up. And Scott has moved up the last three here at 70, 82, and 95. You know, Andy Mason, both, both takedowns in this match have, been, have come from him just hanging on on Thompson's neck, and he just needs to know I got to quit grabbing that guy's neck or he's going to keep pulling me by and put me to the mat. And now he's in a position where he's got to get out. He's got 30 seconds. He needs to give himself a chance. He's got to get off the mat. Has not been able to do it as the clock continues to tick with 20 seconds to go here in period number two. 5-1 Thompson of Scott with the lead. And it looks like that's where it's going to stay, although... Mason gets to a base here. Can he get to his feet? Now a sit out. It's just one move and stop. Yeah, he's got to keep moving. Gets his hips out. Gets the separation. Got to get a hip heist there and and clear yourself away. So that'll be the end of the period. Thompson of Scott, a 5-1 lead over Mason of Kearney High. Again, Kearney Catholic Wrestling Central City tonight. So if you're looking for more live action, slide down the hill there to Cope Gymnasium. Loper Wrestling Team, Coach Bauer with us here. They head out to Indiana for the Cliff Keen National Duels, which is set up this weekend. Ranked number three in the nation, and most of uh, the top 20 will be there, yes, including the Lopers. Be. It'll be fun. Coach, Coach DeVetter and Coach Waite jump, jump to their feet and tell Thompson to go down right away, and this gives Mason his first time on top, so maybe he can uh, work a turn here and get back into this thing. And stalling. Worn this time on the Scott wrestler and Danny Thompson. Each wrestler has been whistled for that. And for Mason, it looked like he was trying to maybe set up a cradle, but lost it, and now control of the leg here is Danny Thompson. Danny's not doing a lot down here. He did. Uh, Mason got his leg out front. Now he's popped his head out in a high crotch position. And I tell you what, he's maneuvering himself in position here. Possible reversal. Mason's in some trouble, and there is the reversal. Yeah, there was a point there where he had to bail out or he was going to go to his back. And as he builds up, Thompson quick to put the legs in, try to secure his hips to the mat. 7-1. to one. Don't forget when we are done, the new Sports postgame show. We'll talk with Ty Swarm. We'll uh, recap the matches so far today. Carney has wins. From Salvador Aguirre, Jordan Bober, Nick James, Ashton Arns, Trevor Bigelow. Our high school wrestling brought to you by Craig Weeches, your Pioneer Seed representative. Pioneer knows more about seeds with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. Get the best for your field this year with Craig Weeches, your Pioneer Seed dealer, science with service, delivering success. Our next wrestling will be at Amherst on Saturday at the Invitational. We've got another stall warning here against Scott, so a point for... Carney High and Andy Mason. But he's still down 7-2 with 17 seconds to go. And again, two weeks from Saturday, the Luplat Conference meet. 
or the Adam Central Invitational, as it's been called, winning a majority of them over the last decade. And nothing happens here off the whistle. Both wrestlers content to see the time run out. And it will be Danny Thompson, 7-2, to as Scott has won the last three matches and now lead it 29-22 over the Bearcats with two matches to go at 220 and at heavyweight. Doug Duda, Mark Bauer with you here at the Kearney High School Gymnasium. A big thank you to Mitch Stein, athletic director of the many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school wrestling and sports in general. We'll be following the Bearcat basketball team. Saturday, they head to Lincoln. They had to Lincoln three times this month. We'll be there all three times. The basketball teams are back home Friday against North Platte. So we go to 280, and here's your man, Brendan Wheeler. Top-ranked Brandon Wheeler out to a quick start. Nice little quick ankle pick and sets Sean Jackson right on his rear. So 2-0, Brendan Wheeler, who can officially end the duel here as far as points. Sean Jackson will get some valuable lessons here, depending on how long he can last. But 29-22, Brendan Wheeler has to be upset here by Sean Jackson to keep the duel alive. Yeah, Brendan Wheeler's keeping the pressure on. Sean, Sean Jackson's not giving anything up here. He's staying up on his base and continuing to fight here, but really hasn't been able to get control of anything to get off the mat as of yet. Halfway through the first period, still two to nothing. One of the first times we've seen Scott jump on top immediately and not keep it going scoring-wise here. That's yeah. happened with Carney three or four times, but here uh, we see the Opposite of that, Scott with the early takedown and haven't been able to get the turn. Yeah. 45 seconds to go in the first period. 2-0 in favor of Brendan Wheeler of Omaha Scott. 29-22, your score. I'm not sure what uh, Wheeler's looking to turn him with here, but he's riding the two-on-one, you know, cut, riding that wrist pretty Pretty tight, not giving Mason much room to get off the map. Wheeler finished sixth last year at 182 pounds and did wrestle it out. Sometimes you have six places or four foot, four foot on Saturday morning, but he did wrestle it out. It does. It shows a lot of heart when you're at the state meet to be able to rebound and come back in place. He actually lost to Ty Johnson at Grand Island Northwest 3-2 to two in that fifth place match. In fact, they wrestled twice. Johnson beat him both times. Beat him 3-1 to one in the semifinals and then beat him again in the fifth place match as the period will come to an end. And it's still 2 to nothing. Brendan Wheeler of Omaha Scott leading Sean Jackson of Kearney. And Wheeler will take bottom here to start the second period. A little, little hurry there. Kind of jumped the whistle. Uh, I tell you what, it's a great strategy to teach your guys to try to time that whistle. You never know when they're going to blow, but if you can time it just right and get that advantage, it, it always helps. You get three of those before you give up a point, so you might as well take advantage and use both of them while you can. So off the whistle, nowhere to go that time for Wheeler. As Jackson tries to work from the top here, but Wheeler slides through, comes to his feet, faces Jackson holds on to that left leg and keeps it off the ground, but eventually here, Wheeler's going to be able to get the escape and not returning it to the mat. There is a stall call on Carney, and then you give up the escape, so it's 3 nothing. 
can't just hold that leg no, in the air forever. You no, know, it was a nice adjustment there for Mason. He really had nowhere else to go but to try to pick the leg up. And uh, here's Wheeler back in on a low single, and somehow, somehow Jackson got his leg back and sprawled and now actually has Wheeler kind of in bad position here. He's extended, his arms are extended, heads on the mat. If uh, Jackson could capitalize here and get a takedown, it would really tighten things up here. Well, it would definitely mess with your head, wouldn't it? Yeah, Stalemate, but... though, and they'll restart. So a good battle so far by the sophomore Sean Jackson of the Bearcats against top-ranked Brendan Wheeler from Omaha Scott. As they restart the neutral position, 50 seconds to go here in the second period. It is three to nothing. Circle in the middle, circle in the middle, circle in the middle. Yeah, I'm not really sure what, you know, Sean seems a little intimidated here. He's not really pushing the pace or anything. Or I, I can't even feel like he's even or see that he's setting anything up in terms of a shot. Just kind of stepping in and throwing his arms at his legs. He's got to be careful here. Wheeler's got a quick low single, and he keeps stepping in like that. He's going to probably get taken down again. And when he does, it could be a major move here by Brendan Wheeler. But Wheeler hasn't been aggressive. Nope. He, he looks like one of those 3-1 type wrestlers. I want one takedown in my escape, and that's good enough for me. Yep. Well, and that, that style of wrestling actually gives your opponent a chance. It gives, there's opportunity yeah. there. You wrestle like that one mistake could be in the two scores I just mentioned against Ty Johnson last year at the state meet, 3-1, 3-2. Now he's got 50 matches for the season before that. But now the end of the period, and Sean Jackson will take bottom here in the third. He does trail 3 to nothing, but who knows? If he's got a chance here, he's got to get off the mat, got to get to his feet. And so far for two... Two full minutes plus, he's, he's not done that. Wheeler rode him out the whole first period after a quick takedown. You know, you never know. Sometimes you get to your feet. Sometimes kids just let you go. And uh, yeah. you got to give yourself a chance at least get to that point. You know, he's doing a nice job. Mason's doing a nice job of maintaining a base down there. Uh, or Jackson, excuse me. But he's got he's to get off his belly. Next to last match of the duel between Carney High and Omaha Scott. The Bearcats have to pull the upset here, or Scott clinches it going into the heavyweight match. Scott has won the last three. Carney was up 22-14. Omaha Scott has scored 15 points in the last three matches with two pins and a decision to go up 29-22. You know, I think uh, early on you, you, you were right. You predicted kind of the outcome of where this was going to be, and... Uh... You know, you knew they have the heavy hitters at the upper weights, and that's exactly what they've proven here. And a real deciding match, you know, back when back in uh, Trey Gruby up 3-2 third period and uh, turn of events, and he gets pinned, and that, re- that really has changed a, a lot in this match. Yeah, Alex Van Dyke came through with the uh, big pin there after he had trailed going into the third period by just a point. But again, that a potential nine-point difference. Yep. Big swing. And even if it was a three-point difference, if you, you take three off the board here and it's 26 to 22, it probably doesn't make it a difference because of just a decision here gets you back to 29-22 and Scott still wins it. Yep. So Groovy would have had to win. Yep. But if he does, my goodness. Changes everything. Right now it would be 25 to uh, 23, Carney. And Scott would take a lead here, but if you don't give up the pin, it comes down to heavyweight. That's right. And it's 
It's going to end up 3 nothing. Nothing significant happened here in this third period at all. There's a stall warning on Carney, so it's going to end up 4 nothing. actually. Uh, Brendan Wheeler wins it 4 nothing here for Omaha Scott and secures the dual victory as Scott now leads it 32-22 going into the final match, winning the last four weight classes as we get ready to go to heavyweight here. It's good, good effort by Sean Jackson going against the top-ranked wrestler here in the state. And Carney High will send out the heavyweight Lee Harrington, I do believe. Lee Harrington for Carney High. And Trent Hickson for Scott. And Hickson is ranked fifth at heavyweight, 285 pounds. Nine rated wrestlers, seven of them rated here to, uh, wrestled here tonight for Omaha Scott. Carney had six rated wrestlers, and they were all here. As we're underway at heavyweight to wrap up our duel between Carney High and Omaha Scott, and immediately some action, but they like to set up that underhook. Those big boys like to get the throw. And again, it looks like Harrington's giving up oh, some nice. pounds here. Oh, yeah, he's giving up some weight, but a nice little step-in single there. If they weren't on the edge of the mat, I'd love to have seen that unfold in the center. So Harrington and Hickson, the first matchup we've had since 132 pounds of the pre-duel, what we thought was going to be going down, and Hickson in on the edge of the mat, gets the takedown and trying to get a cradle worked up and bring him back on the mat. He does bring him back on the mat, but can't get him turned. Used his weight there, you know, got him down in a front headlock and just kind of crunched him up a little bit there and crunched him up so much he got his head right next to his knee and almost hooked up a cradle. Harrington's fighting off the bottom, though. He's not giving up. And look, it gets to his feet. What's he do? Cuts him away. He says, get out of here. So with a minute to go here in the first period, we've had the takedown and escape. Hickson of Scott leads Harrington of Carney by a score of two to one. As we said, a lot of ex-wrestlers, ex-coaches. We even have some officials, Parr, Faber, Sailor. They're all here holding up their end of the bargain. And those are just the ones I've noticed so far. You probably have seen even more. Your dad's got to be around here somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure he's here hiding somewhere. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of wrestling fans here. This is exciting, great atmosphere for tonight. You know, again, it's, it's awesome that Coach DeVetter would bring his team down here and, and allow, allow this opportunity for both these teams to compete. This is exciting for the sport. Doug Duda along with... UNK coach Mark Bauer, so glad that he could pinch it for us tonight, and we'll con him into doing this again sometime, hopefully. Hey, I'd love to. No scoring in the last 45 seconds here. There's some hand fighting and staying fairly in the middle of the mat here. Yeah, you know, uh, Harrington got his underhook in there. He's given up head position right now, but he stepped in twice now on stepping singles. Almost got one on the edge of the mat. And I tell you what, a takedown here would change things up here for a little bit, but it ends the first period. Uh, with Hickson with a 2-1 lead. And again, Harrington had that initial nice move, but it was on the edge. It didn't start on the edge, but he couldn't keep him on the mat here. And Harrington will take bottom to start the second period here. So Lee Harrington of Kearney on bottom, trailing 2-1 to fifth-ranked Trent Hickson of Omaha Scott. And they fire right off the whistle here. Hickson trying to maybe come around and face but sitting out is Harrington. See how he's crunching him up, looking for that cradle, just keeping his weight on him. But Harrington keeps moving. Sometimes it's tough for the big fellow to keep the water bug underneath him. Yeah. That's the toughest at heavyweight. There's about, well, there's 
all kinds of weight difference you can have going down, but and you might be wrestling somebody 50 pounds lighter than you. Yeah. You know, that is, is a challenge. It's no different. That's what's one of the things very unique. Everybody knows about this sport. You got the tall, skinny. You got the short, squatty. You got the guy that's in between. And, and there, there's an escape again. And in on a shot, Harrington got with the a takedown. takedown as well. Well, they're oh. going to call it a reversal. Sure enough. They're going to call it a reversal, which cost Carney a point is what it does. But now Harrington is up by a score of 3-2. to two. A minute to go in the second period. A lot of wrestling left. Hickson tries to roll through, and now he's coming to his feet. He's kind of sitting on him, holding his hands right now, and he's got his ankle trapped. He can't really move. Harrington's, like, getting squashed under there. Not much he can do. One's got coach saying he's laying on him. I want a stall call. The other telling him how to get up. He comes to his feet. He's still got to rip the hands here with 30 seconds to go in the second period. And a stall warning on Scott. There is the escape, though, with 22 seconds to go in the period, and we are tied 3-3. The Rowdies get going here. Now Lee's got to make sure he doesn't give up points here in in a short time. Tell you what, he did a nice job working off the bottom. In on another single again. Oh, Uh, there he did. Somehow Hickson was able to keep his toes inbounds and Harrington just basically lost balance. In fact, he almost fell completely off the mat. That's how long Hickson was. Three seconds to go. He gets the takedown. Uh, Weight was obviously a factor there. It's just crunched down on him a little bit. Uh, Harrington in on a nice shot again, but uh, Hickson was able to get his weight on him and get him down to the mat. Uh-oh, and now some problems here for Trent Hickson. Trying to find a trash can here. Maybe. Pre-match meal might have been a little too much. A little something there. It, yeah. it didn't look like he was going to have a reversal. At first it looked like he had a little blood. Then it looked like he had the old acid reflux, which some of us older guys know about. He just trotted over there. He was choking. He's choking is what he's doing. That's a moment where you just want to get your phone up there because you never know what's going to happen. You go ahead. (laughs) I don't need to see anything like that twice. (laughs) Doug Duda, Mark Bauer with you. Omaha Scott Carney High wrestling duel. We're in our last match. That'll be followed by a little high school basketball. Give it in Shelton. The girls are playing right now on ESPN 1460. And then the boys game will tip off around 745 here on Classic Hits. So they've got Trent Hickson taken care of. And that'll be right towards the uh, end of the period. So let's take a quick little break. We'll go to the third period when we come back. It's the dream of every American, your own home. And TNT Contracting brings that dream to you with the incomparable beauty and craftsmanship that only they can provide. Whether your old home is not big enough or you're looking to update it, TNT Contracting can complete your new home or remodel on time, on budget. TNT Contracting can help you with everything, including the design of your new home or remodel. Call Todd and Tim today at TNT Contracting. Check out their Facebook page for contact information and more. They are what you might say dynamite at what they do. Well, Trent Hickson will take bottom here, of course, for Scott to start the third period. And off the whistle, he's able to get the escape. So Hickson of Scott, six. Harrington of Carney, three. Minute 40 to go. But Harrington's got to find a way to get the bigger guy off balance because... And there he's taken down again on the edge of the mat. And, oh. Yeah, Hickson's getting really strong here with him. If you can see his body position's more confident, he's up strong. He, he's just heavy hands on Harrington. It's making it a lot tougher for him right now. It's just wearing on him. 
Carney might have caught a break there on the edge of the mat. They did not award the two points to Trent Hickson, and it was in front of the Carney bench. So uh, Scott a, couldn't there, really tell. Yeah, there is a new rule now that if you go off the plane surface, which is the mat, that you are supposed to call it out of bounds. So, but again, from official to official, sometimes uh, you'll you'll get calls a little one way or the other. And Coach Bauer's talking about not the circle; he's talking about actually the mat. There's not a lot of room on the edge. There's not another extra uh, piece of mat that was been put down here. So there's not a lot of room on the edge. And uh oh. Hickson looks like he wants to bear hug and throw here, but now underhook for Harrington. Yeah, their coaches are screaming right now just to let go of him. You know, they want him to get the win. There's 46 seconds left. You don't want to get in a position where you get thrown or fall down. So there yeah. Harrington tries to step in again. Nice little reshot by Hickson in on a single. And he is going to get the takedown. Trent Hickson gets the takedown. He's now... Up by a score of 8-3 to three with 25 seconds to go. And Omaha Scott's going to win the last five matches here in the upper weights to, to claim the duel. And I didn't know if Scott would go 5-0, and oh, but you kind of had a good feeling that 4-1 and one was a possibility, and they end up going 5-0. and oh. yep. Last few seconds as they're on the edge of the mat here will tick away, and Coach Ty Swarm and Shasta Vetter will get the job done. And... Doug Walton, the official, will blow the whistle. The final score, 8-3, to three, Trent Hickson. So uh, just a decision here, but the final score of the duel will be Omaha Scut, 35, and Carney High, 22. Carney High provided some excitement for a little bit, Coach, uh, going up 22-14 to 14 and Gruby in the lead, but we knew what had happened, that that was the momentum changer. Carney would need a bigger upset than Gruby's Lost because that wasn't an upset. He just got Correct. he just got thrown and turned uh, right to his back and went from bleeding to getting pinned. But in the end, in the end, that would not have made a difference on the scoreboard. It would have been twenty nine to twenty five, Scott, instead of thirty five to twenty two. Yeah, both teams came out today and just really performed really well. You know, both of them very proud of you know of their effort. Obviously, they have to be, uh, especially. You know, Scott coming in, little, you know, they were, what do they have, seven top two guys they did last week. Yeah. This week they only have five, and so that, that throws up a lot of question marks in your lineup. And, and Coach Swarm made the first move, shifting the lineup around, and then DeVetter countered and shifted their lineup around, and obviously it worked out for them in the, in the long run. But a great duel overall. The crowd should be very pleased with the, the effort that these guys put out tonight. They'll roll up the mats quickly because I'll bet you there's little kids practice coming up because I see them. Waiting over here on the side. We can take him, Doug. <laughs> we'll take a break and uh, have a few more comments on the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. We'll run down Coach Ty Swarm and recap the matches from tonight's Carney High Omaha Scott Wrestling Duel here on Classic Hits 98.9, KKPRFM, Carney Hastings Grand Island, and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating has several certified plumbers on staff that can take your call quickly. Projects like new construction, renovations, remodeling, higher efficiency equipment upgrades, backflow prevention, retrofits, and everything in between. Day or night, they will gladly accept your emergency call. For over 60 years, Anderson Brothers is the place to call for plumbing at 800-824-1865. 
Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. And welcome back. High school wrestling coming to an end here. We've got basketball a little bit later on. The Shelton Gibbon boys. Girls game is at the half. Gibbons up 21 to 15 on ESPN 1460. So uh, stay with us. The boys game will be next. Minden Adams Central is on 1230 AM KHAS. The Huskers in Iowa. Pre-game just underway. Tip-off at 8 as we bring you the action on the breeze. 94.5 the Nebraska and Iowa men getting set to do battle uh, here this evening as the Huskers will also be on the Big Ten Network. This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. Schedule your appointment today. Doug Duda along with head coach Mark Bauer and we will bring in the head coach of the Kearney High Bearcats, Ty Swarm, to uh, chat with us here and coach a uh, no matter the outcome, it was exciting. You always want to win when you take the mat, and it got started good for you here tonight. Uh, before we break down a few of the matches, overall thoughts, good atmosphere. Scott comes out, something new. Uh, just your thoughts on your first match back from the holidays. Yeah, and I think that's that's really what it was all about tonight is is, is creating a great wrestling atmosphere, and that was that was obviously here tonight. You know, we would have loved to be on the top end at, at the end of the duel, but... Ultimately, if you look around the gym, it was exciting. Fans came out to watch some wrestling, and we had a, a great fan base and a great duel in front of them. Obviously, uh, you got off to the good start here. You did some shifting. Scott did some shifting a little bit later on. Uh, we talked about the upper weights maybe being where this thing was decided, and, and probably the advantage would go to Omaha. Scott, that's how it played out. Did you envision anything else coming into the duel tonight than, than how it played out? Well, we both made adjustments. Um, we both had some gaps we needed to fill. They, they had two guys out, two crucial guys out. So hats off to Chaz. They made some great adjustments. And they bumped up in the upper weights. We didn't foresee that happening. We snuck a kid in, a kid in at 138 pounds. We thought we might be able to maybe pick up an extra win there and then adjust everybody up, everybody up so we could get stronger at the top. But they made some smart adjustments, and they got better at the top with exactly what they did. Uh, and it made the difference in the duel. I got Mark Bauer over here helping me out. I'm sure he's got a question for you, Coach. As soon as I turn his microphone back up, go ahead. I'm back on. Yeah, hey, there you go. You know, this was a great atmosphere tonight, and it was exciting. You know, it's, I was, I've mentioned a couple times tonight that it's just awesome that Scott was willing to come down here and help create this atmosphere tonight for your, for your guys' team. And, and Doug was wanting to know, you know, win or lose, you know, where do you see your guys in terms of their performance tonight, and, and what does this mean for your program? Yeah, and when I, I think – you know, you, anytime you take on top-notch teams, and we, and we knew we took this duel knowing we were going to take on one of the best teams in the state, and that's what this is all, all about. We walk away tonight. I have a lot of things I know we got to work on now. We, we got exposed in a lot of different areas. We've never taken a duel right after Christmas break before. They were in better shape than us, which doesn't surprise me. It does not surprise me because we haven't hit our peak cycle. We haven't started training to be in our top conditioning yet. They were in good condition tonight. I think they exposed us on, uh, in the top position. We were on bottom. We, we were getting turned. Um, we didn't defend well on bottom. We didn't get off bottom. 
And so they gave us a lot of opportunities to get better, where if you come out and you blow a team out, you don't get that. And so it made a big difference as far as, far as what we can do from a de de developmental standpoint with our team. What are some of the positives you can take away from this? Well, I think we battled. I think we have a great atmosphere. We create a lot of energy for wrestling. Our kids get excited about that. You know, the positives that we take away from it are, you know, wrestling's a big deal when you got this many people watching it. That's exciting. Uh, ultimately, we did, we've got to get a little tougher. We've got some young guys in there. They got some experience tonight. And if you watch them at 220 and at heavy, those are sophomores. You know, they're getting better. Those kids are getting better, and they're battling hard for us. We were a little, little outclassed at 220 heavy tonight. I think that kid they bumped up from 95 is top-ranked kid or one of the top two. And we battled hard with them. So we got good young kids, and we're just looking to continue to get better. The excitement to fans can be the switch in a single match. We see it at the state tournament where all of a sudden you're down, then you're up, or vice versa. Well, one of the matches, maybe the only match that had that tonight was Trey Gruby's match, and it, and it was explosion uh, on the other side. Uh, talk about that, because at the time, you guys had the lead, and a win there uh, would have been huge. As we talked about, it would not have made the difference, but you never know. Uh, let's just yeah. talk about that match of Trey's. Well, I think, I think the move we'd, we had at 138, and that didn't go our way, and then 160 going. That's a swing match. 160 is a, it's just neck and neck, and there's, there, there, there's those type of moments, those little moments that you cannot make mistakes. I felt like he reached, he gave up position. you got to have inside control. We were outside when we turned, and we went right to our back. And it's just those are the, the little things that make a huge difference. you got to be focused, and you got to be fundamentally sound for the entire match. And if you give up one area like that, it could cost you, and it costs us big in 160. Anything that was uh, – Coach kind of talked about what you can take out of it, but individually, was there any certain wrestler that uh, really stuck out, pleased you tonight? Well, you know, some, sometimes when you look, look at – it's not about the wins and losses. You look at um, Philip Mumy wrestling against Van Schmidt, probably one of the best matches of the night. There's nothing to hang your head on on that one. We lost that match, but he wrestled great. We're in on an offensive attempt. We just don't keep moving. He hits a great counter to a cradle and beats us in the last seconds. You know, I look at that. You look at a freshman at 132, Nick James stepping in, getting a big pin for you. I mean, those kids at, at, at a young age are battle ready. Uh, we got great senior leadership. You look at Trevor Bigelow. We needed a pin. He gets a pin. You know, we got those guys going out there and doing those type of things. And so there was plenty of guys that stood out, but there's a lot of area to improve. Uh, Ty Swarm, Carney High Wrestling Coach, will wrap it up uh, with this here. You go to Lincoln North Star this week. You've got duels with Columbus, North Platte, and Grand Island. Columbus and Grand Island at home, state-rated teams that will also be coming in to the venue. And nothing better than the final wrestling competition in the old gym, Carney High and Grand Island. What about the month you've got coming up? Because I know once we uh, get to the end of the month, Kansas, the GNAC districts, uh, it moves by quickly. Well, we didn't, we didn't hide in our duels this year. No. I mean, we're taking on top-ranked Scott tonight. You got Grand Island coming in right around ranked third. I mean, you could flip-flop that top five at any point. That's how good they are in Class A. I think Columbus is right there at number five. And, you know, bringing those guys in and dueling them, you know, catching a good North Platte team on the road, those are tough opportunities for us to, to go out and duel. Looking at our other opportunities to wrestle the Midwest duels, we're going to see some great teams there. Um, you know, that's here in town. We're excited about that. When we hit the road, we go out to the Rocky Welton Invitational out there in, in Kansas. 32 teams, some of the top teams in the, in the surrounding states. So our schedule 
is going to make us better. We know that. And we, that's why we are wrestling these guys. Uh, we're not going to go into districts having unbelievable records, but we're going to go into districts battle ready and, and, and wrestling the best that we have been all year. That's the goal. There's only a couple of times it really matter, as both of the coaches know. Ty, we'll let you get down there and take care of some more obligations. We'll see you later in the month. Uh, thanks for thanks for putting on the duel. One one question I haven't asked you: Are we reciprocating? Is this going on in Omaha next year? Was this a one-time yeah, the, deal? The plan is to do a home and away. Um, you know, Scott's going to continue to be good. They, uh, they've been good for 20 years, and they're going to continue to be uh, a top-notch team. And so the plan is to continue and do a home and away series and, and start building around this type of atmosphere. And that's what this is all about. Will you go with me next year, Bob? Definitely. You know, uh, Ty, Coach Swarma, great performance tonight. I think there's a lot of positives you can take away from this, and you'll continue to build on it. And like you said, they haven't even started their training regimen to, to get where they need to be. This is probably your first weigh-in after Christmas break. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's always a tough thing. And when you got a, a level of caliber team like this, that's only going to help you get better. Yep. I want to wish you the best the rest of the way. Appreciate it, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Thanks. Ty Swarm, head coach, Carney High Bearcats, joining us here on the New West Post Game Show. We'll be back and wrap things up and give you the results in case you missed any of them in a moment. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Sure, you know Fanatics is a great place to watch the game and have great food. But Fanatics is also the perfect place for your holiday party. Their party room can be set up for an intimate gathering or a company Christmas party for up to 100. Order straight from the menu, or Fanatics will customize a meal for you and your guests. Enjoy your privacy or join the fun with everybody else at Fanatics. Fanatics does birthday and graduation parties, too. Holiday parties are more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks, Central Avenue, Kearney. High School Wrestling on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com, brought to you in part by Craig Weeches, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Where can growers turn for the latest weather, market updates, and agronomy information to help get the most out of every acre? It's easy, Pioneer.com and MobilePioneer.com on their smartphone. The great seeds to success for a better yield start with Pioneer. And Craig Weeches, Doug Duda, Mark Bauer, ready to wrap things up for you here. The Shelton Gibbon girls are tied at the end of three quarters. On ESPN 1460, the boys will be next here on Classic Hits. It's great to see Tom McCann. It's great for you. You can see Tom McCann almost every day, Coach. Every day, every day. And he just, it brightens my day every time I see him because he's always got a kick in his step. 70 years old, and he's, he outruns me every day. He's amazing. He is, he and is. And again, by the way, since we, since we mentioned that, uh, I want to take time to, again, send our condolences out to the McCann family. I worked with Johnny for a number of years when I moved to Kearney. Uh, he is the main reason uh, I've called wrestling before I came to Kearney, but he already had the ball started here. And, of course, with his brother and coach Tom McCann and all that they have done for the sport of wrestling, I'm sure we're going to start seeing some of these events named after the coaches that we've talked about here. If not the events, the buildings, yeah. something. Our, by the way, condolences on the passing of their mother uh, who had uh, their funeral just yesterday. So uh, let's run it down real quick here. Coach uh, Salvador Aguirre of Kearney got the 9-4 win over Tom Bossert of Omaha Scott. Then the, one of the matches that Coach Swarm alluded to, Van Schmidt, a returning state runner-up, ranked number one in Class B at 113, had to get the uh, move in the last 30 seconds to beat Philip Movie 6-5. to five. 
at 113. That was one of the top two matches of the night, no yeah, doubt about it. Definitely. You know, uh, we talked about how getting off to a quick start was going to be more, very important, and, and Carney High was very close to picking up two wins right off the bat. Jordan Bober of Carney beat Stone Mendez by a score of 3-2. to two. Gabe Crocker battled, but Jeff Hines just the better there. Another kid that's ranked number one for a, a scut won it by a major decision, 9-1. to one. Then Nick James of Kearney comes out, gets the pin in three minutes. Jared Epperson, an 11-4 win over uh, Teontae Wilson. Uh, Kearney's Wilson falls 11-4 in that match, and then that's when things start getting a little crazy. Uh, Ashton Arons came out, and he was able to pick up uh, the win in uh, his match by a 9-1 major decision. Then you go up to uh, 152 pounds, Parker James, uh, able to come out and uh, get a win there for Carney High as well. Slide on down to 160 pounds. That's where uh, Trevor Bigelow uh, comes out and picks up a pin in 4 minutes and 25 seconds. And then uh, things started to turn a little bit. That was where Gruby ends up uh, falling by a pin in uh, 447. And then uh, Alex Van Dyke, Kurt Randall, Danny Thomas, Brendan Wheeler, uh, Trent Hickson, they come out and uh, bang, 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 and get the win here today. And uh, Scott wins it by a score of 35 to 22. So we'll see how the rest of the season uh, pairs out for these teams. Omaha Scott, uh, after tonight, will be going out to Ames, Iowa, for their invitational on Saturday. Then they have York and Gretna, two top teams in uh, B for a duel coming up there on the 14th. They go to uh, Platte County, Missouri. They go to the uh, Greece Invitational. They host the Greece Invitational. And then uh, they will come out to Grand Island on February the 5th for a duel. And as we talked about with Coach Swarm, they go to Lincoln North Star Friday, host Columbus on a Thursday the 14th. They're at the UNK Midwest Duels at the Buffalo County Fairgrounds on the 16th. Uh, without getting too deep, do we know the com- competition Carney will see out there? Yeah, you know, we've got that second day. We've got a few teams coming in from out of state. We've got Cheyenne Central. We've got um, Russell, Kansas. We've got Augusta, Kansas. Colby, Kansas. Uh, we've got um, from out of state Colorado, uh, Sedgwick County, which is Ovid, Colorado. And so we've got some out of state teams coming in. Uh, in state that day, Columbus, Bennington, Gretna. So there's going to be some good teams. There's some top-ranked teams here in our state, some quality teams coming in from out of state. And, and again, it's, it's kind of exciting. We've got them pooled up. They'll, they'll get three, three matches in their pool, and then we'll see who wins their pool, and then we'll put them against each other. And so it'll be, it'll be a good atmosphere and some good competition for Chance for, for Carney and Gretna, a rematch of the Flatwater Fracas final where Gretna beat Carney. And as you mentioned earlier, the Columbus duel up here on the 14th, they come to yours, you're going to come up, and UNK's going to wrestle here along with Carney High. You know, we were at Fremont this last week at the Midland University Open, and uh, Adam Keysweater was there, and he came up and was like, Coach, do you realize we're dueling Carney the same night you're dueling UCL in Carney? He goes, why don't you guys bring your team up? And so we got together with uh, Mitch Stein here, and he's like, yeah, he thought that would be a wonderful idea. And so we're going to be up here dueling side-by-side Columbus, Carney, uh, Car- UNK, uh, UCO right here in this gym. By the way, Central Oklahoma is usually pretty good. Yeah, it should be fun. <laughs> It'll be fun. Mark, thanks so much for uh, stepping in and helping Definitely. out with the broadcast today. It's always great to chat with you. We wish you the best of luck at the Cliff Keen Duels this weekend, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking real, real soon. Hey, the pleasure was all mine. I look forward to doing these events more with you because we got to, you know, I got to learn some of these tricks. No, I, I'm just kidding. I appreciate it. it I fun. learn every night. Yeah. I learn every night. <laughs> exactly. Mark Bauer, thanks so much for the time. UNK Wrestling, uh, if you can watch the Lopers, the Broncos, Hastings College. Some of the kids are going to go over to the Cusatis Open. Hastings actually duels Northwestern on Friday. 
Friday night. That's Northwestern of Iowa, of course, out of the G-Pack. And then the Cusadas Open uh, on Saturday. We will talk with Mike Friday on the Doug and Daddy Show about those two matchups. For our producer-engineer, Caleb Henry and Mark Bauer, I'm Doug Dudas saying thanks for listening. You've been chatting in on the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. We'll turn it over to the basketball boys as Shelton Gibbon will play here at around 745. We'll hit the airwaves. Randy Bushcutter has the call. Thursday, I'll be at the Wood River Kearney Catholic Basketball Hoopsters, so we'll see you there. Friday, we've got more basketball, including Kearney Catholic, Central Catholic. Saturday, we will have the Kearney basketball games at Lincoln Northeast in the afternoon on ESPN Radio. The girls at 3, the boys at about 4.30, and then uh, Larry Baker hopefully is back from the bug and can join me Saturday as we bring you the finals of the Amherst invite at approximately 4 o'clock. Omaha Scott comes to Kearney, wins the last five matches to, wins the last four matches, excuse me, to now yeah, the last five matches to take the duel 35-22 to 22 over Kearney High. Thanks for listening. Have a great night, everyone. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Proceeding has been a KKPR sports production brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at kkpr.com.